Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west. Where real women come equipped with scripts and find a nest in the hills. Chill like Flint. Right. All right. Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, March 21st. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do from you, for you. On the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the planet. You know what's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey as we rock and roll uh, with another day of Cardinal Sports News and some nonsense sprinkled in as well. We want to hear from you at some point between now and 6 o'clock. Text us on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. And a reminder, Thornton's. Is hooking you up for a limited time with 89-cent fountain drinks up to 32 ounces and smaller. Stop into any one of these 75,312 area Thornton's locations. Grab yourself a big 32-ounce uh, fountain drink, and you're going to pay less than a buck for that bad boy. And then hit us up on the text line, 502-414-1450. Trevor Kelsey rocking the Eagles gear again today. How are you, my friend? Let's let's start with some nonsense. And let's okay. start on, on, on the segue of... Uh... The, the great big gulps that they offer at Thornton. I like that you're not beating around the bush at all today. No, no, no. I, n- I never He's beat already it. in the I, zone. I'm, I'm going straight into that bush daily. Yeah, I, I opened the door on him for that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Right when I said it, I was like, he's going to say something about it. He's not going to uh, let it go. No, I, I never do. So the, one of the sound bites, which I know you, you, you're you you're lo- a fan of and everyone loves, is the, the Jim Carrey, oh, big gulps, huh, guys? Big gulps, huh, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the favorite lines from the Dumb Dumber. Sure. Read the other day where the two people he says that to, not only were they not extras, they were just random dudes standing around the the, the convenience store when they went to film it. <laughs> they had no idea. That's they hilarious. Were, they had no. They they weren't they weren't Pickle given sauce. a line. Yeah, they just happened to be. They went to go film right in front of a convenience store. Him just coming out, and they uh, I guess the director, uh, this is one of the Fairly Farley brothers, was like you know didn't shush anybody away. Those these two random dudes just happened to be getting actual big gulps at a. At a Seven uh, Eleven, or, or or what would be what they wish was a Thornton's, and here comes Jim Carrey walking out, and makes the reference. They just kind of look at him like, okay, and he gets in the car and drive off, and that was cut. That's awesome. So they're they're kind of immortalized just for just being at the right place at the right time. That's very cool. I I like that fact. Yeah. I, like, I like today's drop in. That's good. There you go. That's all I've got. I'm out. See, I, you, see you tomorrow at three. Is, do I sound okay? Text on let us know. We had a couple people saying the sound is cutting in and out. Um, Ooh. 
Sounds a little weird to me, but hopefully. In and out. You opened the show on the blue, so I had to switch right to yellow. Yeah, I've been going. This is what I did yesterday. Yeah. Because they switched the mics on us. So I started you blue, so you sounded off mic. Like Maybe that's what half, it was. It was like half a second. Maybe that's what yeah. it was. I don't know. But yeah, they, they cha- remember they changed the mics yesterday. So I'm yeah. on what used to be blue is now yellow. Um, every, every, well, well, so, up is so down. Is, is red, did, so blue now is red and yellow is now blue? Well, red, remember, red hasn't been working lately. Red does, doesn't work at all. That's what um, not, Calvin not, came in and said. Not since like November. I think since like <laughs> out of nowhere, late January. Okay. So. This is what we're dealing with now. We're, we're 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 team yellow in here, I guess. I don't even get a color. I just get CR mic. Well, I'd, hey, I'd be fine with not having a color if the same mic just worked every time. That'd well, be, well, that'd be we, fine. Don't forget, me. we have green in there too. Apparently, we, this is green. This is what I think we had been using. I don't know. Everything got twitched around over the weekend somehow. I don't know. It's <laughs> like people are just messing phone. with us. That's fine. I think they are just messing with us. I guess we were just coming in here, just moving things around, just to just to dropping them. mints everywhere for some yeah, reason. Like, I still don't know what's up I with that. Can't wait to see Rutherford's face on Monday. We're gonna mint it's it. Too bad we don't have a YouTube video to see it. Well, any day now, <laughs> next week, next week, it's gonna be up. I uh, we got lots to talk about today. We've got, I mean, news in every single one of the major sports at U of L today. We've got women's basketball, obviously doing what they did last night. We'll talk about that, uh, and also the little bit of the aftermath, which has been funny to follow. We got men's basketball, more recruiting news uh, heating up, more positive recruiting news, I think, on the way, and also talking a little transfer portal. And then we got football spring practice starting today. We got an injury report from U of L, which was nice of them to hand out. A couple of big names are on that injury report. We'll tell you who and when they might be back. Practice and injury report in the same sentence. Well, you're going to, and then we'll have uh, some time for you on the text line. But we start Ooh. with what happened last night in Texas. In the women's basketball second round NCAA tournament game between the Cards and the Texas Longhorns. And, folks, it was an ass-kicking. If you didn't see it, Louisville is still dancing. Into the Sweet 16, we will take on number 9 seed Ole Miss, who upset Stanford a couple of nights ago. That's going to be a 10 p.m. game out there in Seattle on Friday night. So get a quick afternoon nap in. I don't know. Have a late cup of coffee. Do what you got to do to stay up and watch the ladies. Hopefully dance back into a regional final. But last night, I mean— we talked about it at the end of yesterday's show. The line in Vegas for this game was Texas minus eight. I know they're the four seed, we're the five. I know they're playing at home. We're in a road game. I still don't understand how you get to that line, that number of eight points, especially when you consider these two teams played this season and Louisville won on a neutral floor. But all of the money, according to these people who, who follow gambling, was coming in on Texas. Everyone's saying they're going to cover eight. Uh, folks, they couldn't cover 22 the other way. So, so it was just an absolute slaughter from start to finish. Louisville came out, scored the game's first seven points. Eight points, man. I touched this last night. I bet that money line was nice and juicy. It, I mean, it had to have been. I mean, at, at eight points, you were probably getting at least plus two, at least 275, 300. Look, don't mess with Jeff Walls in the tournament. No. We talked about on, I guess, yesterday's show, him being 13-0, 14-0 now after this season in first-round games, which is a remarkable record for anybody, he's also, I think, now 12-2 and two in second-round games. There's been one year since he got here where we didn't make the tournament. His third year, we played in the, the, the WBI. But there's only been, out of his 15 seasons, we had the WBI season, and then we had the canceled tournament, so his 16 seasons. He's only been knocked out in the second round twice. It happened back in 2016, and it happened in 2012. Like besides that, the man is a lock to get to the Sweet 16. The cards have now been to six straight Sweet 16s. South Carolina and UConn are the only other programs that have uh, have done the same thing. We are look, I mean, automatic almost in the NCAA tournament in these types of games, and yet the betting public was all over Texas here. And 
Folks, they should not have been. Louisville just took it to them for four quarters. It was never really in doubt. You kind of kept, this is a Louisville team that has given up some big leads at times this season. You kind of were waiting for that Texas run to happen, and it just never did. I mean, Louisville just, they came out in the second half and just kept pouring it on them, just kept pouring it on them, never gave them a chance to get any sort of hope. Uh, Haley Van Lith was terrific. Uh, you, you had Kristen Carr playing, hitting some big shots when it, when it mattered, Mikasa Robinson doing what she does. It was just an, an all-out, I'll say it again, ass-kicking. And it felt good to do it to them on their home floor. It felt good, especially, I've never seen a team whine as much as that Texas team. Like, they'd show replays, and it was, I know we were talking about officiating yesterday and how it's different in the eye of the beholder, but there would be plays where I think even objectively, if I had no skin in the game, like a Texas player would just hammer a Louisville player. The ball would go, like, three inches, and then she'd be like, "I what? And, like, the whole bench would, like, be start laughing. I'm like, yeah, you, you raked her across the face. That's, that, that's going to get called for a foul. But Trevor, it was a it was a terrific performance. The cards now with not just a, a trip to the Sweet 16, but some real momentum going into the second weekend. I mean, this is what we kind of teased about and talked about going into the season. Like you know, the seasons, and Wallace talked about it in his press, you know, his post game where he said, you know, people thought this is a bad year. We're having a bad year. People didn't didn't doubt us. I told you at the beginning of the year this is going to be a different season. And you know what we we said like throughout the year when yes, this team kind of. I mean, it, it's 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 a credit to to what you've built to to, to what we call the season underachievement. Sure. I mean that sure. that's that's I don't want to say it's your own fault, Jeff, but I mean it's you you've built this up to where now when when we're a five seed, we're looking at going. Well, it's a down year, you know. I mean that's just it's where we're at at this point. I mean it's good or bad, and you know, last time we were five though, we did go to the the, the, the final four. So, I mean, and we talked about this year that we could get that little late run, maybe, you know, get some momentum. We got momentum in the ACC tournament, got away the finals, lost to Botech, which obviously is a good team. One of two, one of four, one seats still left in this, mm-hmm. one, two of the four seat, one seat still left in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that out there. Yeah, thanks. Indiana, ooh. Yeah. Swept by Miami in two days. That'd be tough. <laughs> not, they, they do not like the Hurricanes right now. No. By the way, first time since 1998 and that two number ones didn't even make it to the Sweet 16 in women's tournament. Jeez. I mean, before, before before this year, only four teams number ones had even not made it past the second round. This year, two of them didn't. That's nuts. So it just it also gives a, a, a glimpse into the parity of college, women's basketball, which is a good thing. I think so too. I mean, we, we we're slowly getting there. It's been a very slow process, but we are getting there somewhat. It's hard to say with South Carolina out there, but still. But uh, the point back to the lady, the lady cards or the card the ladies is that uh, I mean we we thought this could be a team that could make a run. You know, we we. We we believed in them. They they got still a good seed, got some momentum going, as I mentioned in the AC tournament. Now, little break go our way with uh, Stanford. Not that I was scared to play the, the trees anyway, but Louisville has possible maybe a trip to where the final four is for the ladies this year. I believe it's in Dallas this year. It's in Dallas. Well, they put them both in Texas. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, you've got. I mean, the, the bracket did open up a little bit as far as our top half. You you play Ole Miss now. Uh, an eight seed in the the Sweet 16. The bottom half is still Duke got upset last night by Colorado. Oh, you did they? I turned that. I didn't watch yeah. the end of that game. But you've still got. We beat Iowa two years ago, I think, or last year was it? Well, they got upset by Colorado, but you got Iowa down there, who's the two seed, and you got Caitlin Clark there, who's maybe the best player in all of college basketball, uh, women's college basketball, outside of uh, Alyssa Boston. So that would be tough if we get there. But look, regional finals, anything can happen. All you want to do is is make it that far, and then. See what happens. Uh, on any given night, if this team plays the way that they did last night, I think Louisville can beat 
any team in the field outside of South Carolina. Is, is what I, That's what I would limit it to. Like They could have beaten anybody last night with that type of game outside of South Carolina. South Carolina, you're, you're going to have to have a Shoney Schimmel, Baylor, Brittany Griner type game where you just rain from the outside. I mean, we saw that like last year. By the way, I, I, I rewatched some of that game last night. After the, the, our game against South Carolina? No, the game against Baylor. Oh. Schimmel, I, I was in the mood to watch the ladies dominate. There was, you go. It's always fun to, to watch her do the behind the back and get up in Griner's chest. Nice, yeah. <laughs> yes. The, but the, the South Carolina game last year that we played against them in the Final Four, like that was a, I think it was a, better Louisville team they were playing better at that time South Carolina probably was not as good as they are this year and look, they they dominated us so th- I think that's the one team in the field where you're like they're gonna have to have an off night or we're gonna have to have the game of our lives but look we'll cross that bridge when we get there hopefully so I, I like the way that the brackets opened up I like the way that we're playing right now we survived that first round that testy game against Drake and then you saw us sitting on all cylinders last night let's get it going now let's talk about what happened after the game because Texas didn't stop complaining. Texas did not. They, they're still whining. They're still complaining. They're never going to stop whining, apparently. But we've got you know, the cameras are following Haley Van Lith in the handshake line. Understandable. She had a big game. She's one of the bigger names in the sport. And you see a, a Texas player, Sonia, Mar- Sonia Morris, who clearly grabs her, wants to stop her, wants to say something to her. You're thinking at first this is a congratulatory deal. And then very quickly it becomes apparent that she is, she is Talking bleep to Haley Van Lith. Yeah, Haley doesn't want to be there any longer, and she has Haley kind of like says whatever, and kind of like you know takes her arm off her and, and and starts going through the handshake line, and then you see you know, the, the Louisville players kind of going at Morris, and then Van Lith is is still kind of like talking, and she's she's shaking hands and, and going through the whole line. A couple of things here. You One, did know, you did notice her turn around like point at Morris too. Haley did kind of like saying like she said something. You could tell. Yeah, she, it was still bugging her despite the line being over with. So. Morris, if she looked familiar to you, and I was like, yeah, she kind of does. It got pointed out on Twitter last night. She was the player who, a couple of years ago, when we played, we, we were number five in the country. DePaul was number 20. And we started off the fourth quarter, like literally the start of the fourth quarter, leading 101 to 54. Oh, and they showed her on the bench crying after she'd just gotten a technical foul and gotten ejected from the game for talking crap down by 50. And there's a picture, like, it became kind of a, a meme that got sent around whenever bad things were happening to DePaul because she's she's cheering up on national TV with her team down by 50 points, and the score is right below her face. That's the same girl. She transferred into Texas this past year, and she now, I don't know if it's because of the 50-point beatdown in the meme, uh, clearly has some ill will towards Louisville. She was upset, but th- that was the first thing that kind of stood out to me. The second thing... And by the way, Morris played 11 minutes last night. She had two points and no other stats. No rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. She, as far as what she said, the camera, it, it, it pans around. You can't really see what she said at first. A lot of people quickly thought that she was saying, it, it looks like she's saying honorable mention. Yeah, mocking which, her for the... Yeah, w- w- which would make sense. I It got pointed out by a lot of other people, and I think that this is right. Because at first I was like, yeah, it does look like she's saying that. I think she's saying, call me witch again. But the, the B word, it, it's it looks like at first she says like she's like congratulations on the win and she's like call me witch again and I'm gonna whoop your ass is is what it looks like she says it, a lot of people Texas fans pointed that out and I kind of think that that's actually what happened. I'm horribly reading lips so I couldn't help you. On that yeah, point. I mean I I think she says call me witch again and and I'm gonna beat your ass, which also would make a little bit more sense for why Haley Van Lith didn't really want to get into it after the game because then it becomes this. Well, did you really call her witch? And you know what was being said during the game, and said you know, Haley takes the high road, and she's like, "I don't want to 
get into that. I want, I want to talk about it. Don't want to take away from our team effort. All that good stuff. But if she was saying something about honorable mention, it would be a reference to the video that went a little bit viral last week where Haley finds out on uh, dur- during the press conference that she was an AP honorable mention All-American, and she's like, whatever. I, I don't honorable mention. Get out of my face. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that stood out to me is when Haley moves on, you see Mikasa Robinson, who is the, you know, she, she's the dog of this team. She's the alpha. She's the, the consummate teammate. She's leaning in to see what's being said. And then Haley kind of pushes the girl aside and goes on through the handshake line. And Morris tries to go through the handshake line like nothing happened. And Mikasa's not going to stand for it. Like she's, she's going to get her, she's going to say her, her two, two cents. So she goes back in the line. You see it kind of like a, a kerfuffle happening. And the first time when I'm watching this live, you then see Jeff Waltz like sprinting to the back. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, like something's about to go down. Like Waltz is about to get into it. And you don't realize that it's just Waltz being happy, not having any idea of what's going on. Well, the next, He's like high-fiving everybody. Yeah. He's doing a dance. Then the next shot, it goes to like the Louisville fans, and they're going crazy. I'm like, are they going to run in on the court? Well, I mean. the, and that's Haley Van <laughs> family that they show. Oh, is that who that was? The, 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 young, the guy? And her the, little the, brother is the one who goes, he, he, he looks up and he goes, you just got your ass kicked yeah, in points of scoreboard. <laughs> and her dad looks over and goes, Tanner! Like, right, right away, which is the funniest part of the whole video. He goes, and you can tell he's talking trash. I mean, he goes, you can yelling. read his lips yeah. very clearly. He goes, you just got your ass kicked. And the dad <laughs> stares at him and goes, Tanner! <laughs> like, scolds him immediately, Hilarious. which is easily the best part of the entire video. Uh, and if you're looking for what Van List said after the game when she got asked about this, she said, you know, she, she goes into a whole spiel about, I, you know, I don't really want to get into it. Yeah, she really she talked about it at the podium and in, in the little media scrum afterwards. But she said, I think there was some frustration going on. All respect. Texas is a great team. I don't have anything to say. I'm not going to let no one disrespect me. But my teammates got my back, and I don't have nothing bad to say. They're a great coach team. They have a great player. So it is what it is. People are sad when they lose. I'd be sad too, which is a great <laughs> parting quote. Yeah, it's a nice. Nice, very tongue-in-cheek, subtle uh, trash talk right there. It was wonderful. I thought yeah. I thought it was perfectly safe. A good, a good way, good way to talk smack without coming off sounding petty. So I, I, I very quickly wrote a little like breaking down the Haley Van List scrum. It was a very bloggable moment to bring back phrases from 2012. But to, to go show how much interest there is in Haley Van List nationally, I mean, we know she has like a, a million Instagram followers. I think t- like two million Instagram followers and all this stuff. Like, this has been easily the most traffic day on Card Chronicle for the entire year. Not not talking about a four in twenty eighteen. Not talking about hiring oh, Jeff Brom. A Haley Van Lith little argument after a game is easily the most trafficked post that we've had this entire season. And it's like a three hundred word write up, just kind of making some jokes. People are very interested in HVL and what happened here. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a girl fight. Come people on, love dude. people. People do love the girl fight I for mean, some reason. I mean, come on, you you have a clientele that's eighty probably percent men. You're wondering why a girl fight is, is getting traffic? <laughs> it, it clearly is. I mean, like, you've, and you've also had a lot of national voices who are like, I've got to know what was said. I think there's intrigue on what was said. People are, are, yeah. are dying to find out. Uh, I don't think Sonia Morris talked to the I – mean, why would she talk to the media? She, she's a well, bench she talked player. to everybody else, apparently. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a bench player who did nothing in the game. Um, so you didn't get her side. But and I think that was the last game of her career. I think she was a grad transfer from DePaul. But HVL – She's got that dog in her. She played well. She's not going to let anybody, you know, smack talk her. But it was I mean, Jeff Walls, speaking of the swag, like Walls was especially waltzy last night. Like he, oh, he was kind of pissed a little bit. He, he's getting into it a little bit, but like he's, he's on cloud nine. Like he's got that swag back. He, you know, he's going nuts in the locker room with the water bottles flying everywhere. There's some great pictures coming out of the U of L social media accounts. 
And then, like, he's, yeah, in the post-game press conference, he's given, you know, he's dropping S-words. He, um, what did he say to the reporter? He was like, uh, Well, my favorite was the opening was like, where, how did you get here? He's like, it's all coaching. <laughs> so it's nothing to do with anybody else. The coaches are 100% responsible, like, pretty much responsible for being here. Like, that was a nice little funny way to start the, the press conference. He, like, so he also gets mad because there's a, a reporter from Austin that is basically like, you know, what about te- what do you think about Texas just not coming to play? And Walls Walls calls him big guy, which which is how you know that he's a little bit perturbed by the question. He's like, I thought Texas played hard. I'm not going to say they gave us anything. I mean, that's crap. We earned it. We threw the damn ball in the paint the first possession that came to Olivia Cochran and said, we're going to go right at your bigs, and she earned it. It's not like they didn't play hard and they backed down. Do not write that because that's a lie. That's an insult to Vic and his players, big guy. I, I, I just he's just going right, which is so true. Like you know, you win by twenty two, and you got somebody coming out and being like, "What do you think about the other team just sucking and you doing it, playing an average game?" Like that's gonna piss anybody off. I mean, I I, I, I kind of I, I thought to myself maybe that the confrontation in line had something to do with Texas feeling as if Louisville may have been running it up on them in some way. It's the tournament, and, you know, you're and, on your own floor. And Wall, and only because Walls did address that at some, you know, he was like, "Listen, you know, you know, people say that, you know, because he went forward the way he did against Drake, I guess." And, and he's like, "But he pointed out we, we took a shot clock violation, you know, uh-huh. you know, it's just it is what it is. You if you put guys in there, we lose a game. We can't be aggressive and." And this is a team that's had issues with closing out games before. And, he, and something he pointed out, taking guys, taking lady, I say guys, but taking some ladies out when you were up and they end up losing the game. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not like they were, especially if you take a shot clock violation at the end. And the Drake thing is is ridiculous to argue because it was a one possession game and you were trying to win the game. Right. I mean, you weren't just because you didn't play, you know, prevent defense. Instead, you went for the long bomb. I mean, yeah, I, I have no, I have no problem with it at all. The Texas game. It was silly. If, if, you, if you don't want to get beaten by 22, hit some more baskets. He also got asked about, you know, they talked before the game about the crowd, trying to quiet the crowd. It's, you know, it's on Texas' home floor. And they asked about, the question came into Haley Van Lith about quieting the crowd and all this stuff. And she's giving the answer, and he interjects. Waltz is like, you did a pretty good job, except for the jackass sitting behind our bench. Well, he goes, what? He goes, well, he was a jackass. I'd say more, but I don't think my athletic director would like it. I guess there was a Texas fan that was positioned kind of behind them where the UofL fans were supposed to be, and he was talking the entire game. But Walls was just, you could tell. He was animated. He's not going to have it. Like, especially when, you know, Walls is used to being the hunted. They've kind of had to be the hunter this year. You're, we mentioned his record. He's 14-0 in first-round games. He was 11 and 2 in second round games going into last night, and yet he's an eight point underdog against a Texas team. It's not like it was a one versus eight game, it's a four versus five game. Yeah, even at their house. I mean. He had to have felt a little bit disrespected by that, and so he was he was feeling himself a little bit after last night's game, which I get. I, I love it. It's part of what makes him so good. Um, I mean, he's. Walls had himself a weekend. You know, in the Drake game, he calls up the out of bounds play with the game on the line that gets the and one for Haley Van List. She gets wide open for a layup. That's him. I mean, he, he is yeah. one. He, he, he reminds you of Denny Crum in the way that he draws up plays coming out of timeouts. You, you can say, I, I mean, I think we've talked about Rick Patino. and we'll get into his St. John's thing a little bit later. Like, Patino is a master motivator. He's a master game planner. He's not as good at that thing, drawing out of a play out of a timeout, drawing up a baseline out of bounds play, getting an easy bucket off something. He's not Denny Crum in that respect, and he's not Jeff Walls in that respect. Like, Walls is more Crum than Patino was when it comes to that thing, and he had the big design play against Drake. And then he also showed off the, the motivational skills, the, the game planning skills for this game against Texas because 
they were ready for a, a war, and Texas was not. Like we took no, it right no. to them from the start of that game, and Texas responded a little bit in the first quarter, but Louisville was just more game, more up for it, and no. just took it to them. We looked like the team with the championship pedigree. It was over from early on in the game, and it was it was never really much in doubt. And I mean, Texas hadn't had a beating like that in their home court since the Alamo, or when we played them in volleyball <laughs> a few years ago. Not this year, unfortunately, but that wasn't on their home floor. I liked also like Walls got asked about. He has a. It, it's too long for us to play on the show, but I, I wish we could. It's like a five minute clip where he gets asked about why you've been so successful in these opening weekends, and he kind of launches into like you know Andrew McCautry stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's basically like we figured something out. I, I'm not saying we have all the answers, but we figured out how to get our kids to play the best when it matters the most, which is. That's what you want. I mean, you can talk about like Tom Izzo doing the same thing. He gets that respect for a reason. Waltz definitely has that. Like, they, like where we may have some hiccups early in the season. We may go through some some stretches where we look bad during conference play. But when it gets to this time of the year, they're always playing the best. You know, they haven't won a national title yet, but you're going to have to play your best game to knock us out of the tournament. Like that's like, that's what he does. Like he was, what he, what was I can't remember that quote from. He was this team isn't built to play three straight days. Yeah, but I mean, we're get, thin. But you give us a you give us a day between games, we're dangerous. And I mean, you kind of saw that with because you know, he brought up you know not winning the ACC tournament and you know you know having to play three days and three games in three days and it's just you know, not how we're he, he goes on you know that's not how we're built here. We're not built maybe to do that, but we're you know what you don't have to play three straight days in the NCAA tournament. Right now he also I, I think it's part of the reason why I think he was so animated after this game. It, like it's been. I think he's had some kids questioning the styles this year. I mean, you had you had Peyton Verholst, who was a former McDonald's All-American, transferring in the middle of the year after she wasn't playing a whole lot. Just last week, like before the start of the NCAA tournament, you had two of your top-rated recruits, two top 100 players from last year's class, two freshmen, enter the transfer portal. And I think, like, you know, he's he's gone to these you know, these these women who had high accolades coming out of high school and been like, if you're not going to do what we need you to do here, you're not going to play. I mean, he moved Mikasa Robinson to the point guard. She's not a natural point, but he basically midway through the season was like, "If you're like, like if, if you're not buying into the system, we can't play you here. I don't care how talented you are. You're gonna have to go somewhere else." And I think that this rolling over Texas into the Sweet 16 is just validation for him taking that, taking on that stance. And I'm, I'm sure it gets tougher and tougher when you've got you know, people are asking why. Verhulst isn't playing or why one of the freshmen isn't playing more, especially when the team's not winning. And he's like, it's going to click. It's going to click. We're going to play the players who are giving us the, their most effort. And now he gets that validation. Now he gets the he gets his flowers for staying true to, to what he believes. And I think you saw a, a little bit of just defiance from him last night, being like, look, I'm pretty damn good at this. You may have forgotten, but here we go. We're back in the Swiss scene again. Yeah, I think the track record over the last – 16 years he's been here, I think it's proven that we I should, think you should probably trust him. We can maybe sit back and just, yeah, let, let him do his thing. Which is one of the things when, and I hate to get into like the whole fan war now, but when Louisville was struggling a little bit and you had some fans who were like, why does Jeff Walls get a pass and Kenny Payne's getting right? I'm like, it is not comparable. You cannot do that. Like, Did we ever even fall that top 25? I mean. I, we did. Did we okay? But like, like the man's been to you know he's taken over a program that had never been to a Sweet Sixteen before he got here and been to four Final Fours. Like, he, yeah, he gets a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt than a first year head coach 
who's having the worst season in program history. Who also still made the tournament is a five seed and is in the Sweet 16 right now. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing, <laughs> bring that same energy for Walls. Like, no. When he starts having three win seasons, yeah, we'll start bringing that same energy. But he's got a little bit more of a track record to fall back on here. He's just, I think, again, I, I go back to the press conference, and he mentions, you know, the, the fans being down on him for having a bad year. I thought to myself, no, 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 that's not a bad. You're not having a bad year, Jeff. A bad year is the guys on the other side of yeah, this. We're yeah, existing that, in different worlds right now. That's a bad year, buddy. Yeah, this is this is bad for us. It's not it's not bad. You win four games, we'll talk. But it was a it was a fantastic effort last night. We we have more basketball to watch this this uh, month involving the Cardinals, which is always a good thing. So now the game's on Friday at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. It'll be late. Now is that is that is there anything to do with that because Louisville has got is hosting the the men's that night? No, it's because it's in Seattle. Well, I know it's not because we're not hosting it, but I didn't know if they'd maybe do that. Maybe we could get home and watch the women's play. If people, random people want to go, you know, casual fans want to go watch the men and then get home and still watch the women's. I think that the times were set, so I don't think that that's, yeah. I don't, I don't I thought think they were just building the world around us. No, I don't think that. I, tell you. I think you've got two <laughs> West Coast games, so they have to be late. And I think that they've got. So it just works out perfect. It works out. The, the reason why we're the late game is because I always got Caitlin Clark. She's more of a TV draw. And so they're gonna put. They're not gonna put her at ten o'clock. They'll give her the prime time slot at eight, and they'll make us the uh, more of a TV draw than, than Haley. Oh, I don't know about that. People is. love drama. She she is. I mean, she, <laughs> Haley's close, but but Kevin Clark is probably the biggest name in women's basketball right now. So she's gonna get the the prime time slot. But speaking of like draws, our game against Drake had four hundred thirty three thousand viewers. It was the fourth most watched game of the first round, nice. and that was. Especially impressive because we're the only one in the top five that was not on ESPN or ABC. The, the top-rated game, I mean, the major networks are always going to have the most viewers. Oh, we were on ESPN too, right? Yeah. yeah. Tennessee versus St. Louis was the most watched. It was on ABC. UConn versus Vermont was the second most watched. It was on ABC. Iowa versus whoever they played in the first round was the third most watched. It was on ESPN. We're ESPN too. The fifth most watched game was, I guess, people wanted to watch a massacre. The South Carolina first round game. Wow, well, they want to watch South Carolina. Yeah, probably. they were the, the the fifth most watched, and they were on ESPN. So we're the only team, only only game that wasn't on one of the those primary networks, ESPN or ABC, that cracked the top five in viewership. So I wonder what our ratings will be tomorrow with no actual men competition as well. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I'm to assuming see. tomorrow's ratings will be better than probably more often than your yesterday. First, you yeah, mean, yeah. Yesterday's ratings. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because I mean, at least also you also got to look at the those games that you just talked about the ratings. Like who were who who were our who were the ladies' competition in the men's side of things sure. during those times. Now they might be a little bit lower just because it wasn't competitive. People may have switched off in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's the reason why our game against Drake got so many viewers. Is it was one of the most competitive it games was. of the uh, of the first round. But there was I, I nothing still, else on you. I, I still think it'll be a, a solid number. I mean, yeah. playing on it was seven o'clock. That's prime time. Like we were, you know, on ESPN. My guess is it will be right up there with the most watched games. I mean, in the we were leading so far. into UConn and Baylor, which is a bigger name to game. I mean, amongst casual fans, probably even though UConn blew them out, I believe. Yeah, first round viewership, by the way, up 27% from last year's tournament on all the networks. 875 million minutes were consumed, the most on record. And this is on top of, I don't know if you saw, the first round of the of the men's tournament was the most watched in history. Like, the ratings really? are, are skyrocketing right now. College basketball, if you take into account the ratings that we saw in the regular season, plus what we're seeing now, which are always high, but are, are even higher than usual, college basketball is in a good place. There are things that need to get figured out. But all this talk about NIL killing the sport and the transfer rule killing the sport, it's not happening. More people are watching now than they have in a long, long time. And I think that that's a, it's a great thing. They've got to figure some stuff out. They've got to, I think, get some rules, 
like make this not the wild wild west, but clearly there is still some significant intrigue in, in men's college basketball, which well, is great. People watch the tournament, but like I said, the regular season so, ratings are yeah, way way better. Up. Yeah, exactly. Like when you take into account all of that, it's clearly in a it's in a really good spot right now. We just need to make Louisville better. Let's let's get going. Let's get back in the mix. Come on, here. cards. Come on, cards. I will right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Take some of your texts at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll dive into some of the men's basketball recruiting notes and also talk a little about spring football. Just, Brom season is here, folks. It has we arrived brought finally. Brom home. <laughs> it's easier. He is here. Brought Brom home. We'll talk about it more after the break. Keep it locked right here on Back in Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. You want, another, you want a little backdrop for you? Uh, yes. This TLC song, Creep, obviously written by written is uh, about one of the members being cheated on. Uh-huh. It hit Left Eye so, so much that she didn't even write a rap for it. Well, I thought it was it's about one of them cheating on somebody. It's about it's um, the, the, the blonde one. I forget her name. It's like, T-Boss. T-Boss, thank you. It's technically about her cheating on her man. Yeah. yeah. But Left Eye apparently, because it, it came out at the same time that she's been cheated on in a relationship, she decided not to do a rap for it. Mm. It's one of the few TLC songs that does not have a Left Eye rap. That's a good fact. Two for two. Look at I'm just going to bring one every segment. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm it's just like a pop-up video over here. I'm just missed, now seeing, I like pop-up videos. Yeah, who doesn't? It was addicting. It was like, it was one of those first, you know, you get caught in those like reels on Instagram yeah, or Facebook. Is, it was, yeah. It was definitely like that where it's like, ah, I, I don't care about this, but like, why can't I turn this off? You this would sit, you'd sit through a three-minute song that you maybe despisingly hate. But you were interested. But you read, you can't help but read the facts, yeah. A little bit of humor tossed in there, keep you keep you happy. Yeah, it's like, it it's like the uh, the commentaries on the on the DVDs, like the, the Ben Affleck one you sent me, which was hilarious. I'm just now seeing, um, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Jeff Goodman, who, by the way, is apparently getting into it with Dave Portnoy over <laughs> over Why? Ed Cooley's le- the Ed Cooley leaving. There's drama there. Like there's significant drama. Is this has something to do with the ads didn't even reach out to each other or something, or the presidents didn't? It's it, it's nasty. Like people are talking about like there are rumors that he. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to spread it. Like, although who well, cares? Like, it's we're, a, it's a, a rumor. We're show in Louisville. Yeah. That, like, all these Providence fans were saying that marital issues basically pushed him from Providence to Georgetown. He, he, got, he got caught cheating, and he took this job at Georgetown because his wife was kicking him out of the house and all this stuff. And, like, now it's become – now Portnoy is, like, yelling at Goodman because Goodman's like, he's not leaving for the money. He's leaving because it's a better job and a chance to win a national championship. And Portnoy's like, why is he stabbing everybody in the back? Like, this is – it's it's nasty. It's gross. Is Portnoy, like, a Providence fan of some kind? He's uh, from Rhode Island, I believe. Okay. So I guess he grew he's up – Now, he's the barstool tool, right? He's the barstool – the. The president guy. Yeah. yeah, I stand by my tool reference. I am with you there. Okay. 
Don't come at us, Stoolies. Okay, come at me all you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're, they're adamant in defending a guy that they've never met. Which I mean, is fine. yeah, yeah. If, they, if you're really that concerned about the fat dude with 100 followers that thinks about your guy, then, a thousand. You know, don't you, don't, I'm sorry. Don't sell yourself short. You're at 1,000 followers. Then if they're that insecure, then you know, be my guest and come on at me. Dude. Don't sell yourself. But he's like, <laughs> so he, I think he's a Rhode Island guy. He's, he's a New England guy, I know. Okay. But he's well. kind of like Greer. Like Greer grew up in Rhode Island. And he grew up loving college basketball because college basketball was really big there in the 90s. But he didn't have, like, a specific team. He just kind of rooted for, like, like he liked the URI teams with Jim Herrick. He liked the yeah. Providence teams with God Sham God. Like, he just kind of rooted for the teams in the area. And I think that's kind of the way that it's not like here. It's the only two where teams it's, in the area. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you know, UMass was, was big up there. I guess, yeah, yeah. But it's not like it is here where it's you have to choose a side. Like, you're born red or you're born blue and you've got to, you know, hate the other for your entire life. It's, it, I think it's just different up there, but they're going. But anyway, the reason I brought up Goodman is he just tweeted out that John Calipari reportedly called Marquise Noel and apologized for calling him the little kid after Noel, you know, lit his team up and knocked okay. them out of the tournament, which is, I think that's a nice move. That's fine. I mean, it's uh, not necessary, but it's okay. I'm sure he didn't mean it the way that it came no, off, but, no. but calling, but saying like, he's five foot seven, but I calling mean, him the little kid after he just torched your ass just came off as it was not a good look. It, well, it comes off as someone who's bitter that you just got torched by a five foot seven right, little which kid. Which is I mean, why you call an apology. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think he meant it that way, but no, it, I don't it, think he meant it, it didn't come off well by it at all. And by the way, first of all, if, even with Cooley is having marital problems, why would he have to leave Providence because of that? That's nothing to do with each other, right? Well, apparently his wife wanted him. She wants to stay in Providence, and she wants him gone. I, mean, I know it's Rhode Island. It's not a big town, but it can't be that small. Well, it's a state, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> it is the it is our smallest state. I'm aware it's the smallest state. I've seen me, myself, and Irene. I'm fully aware. Small state, small mind. But it doesn't mean you have to leave the whole state. Well, I think, you know, there's there's two – what I've seen, one, is, like, his wife was pushing him out and wanted him to go away, which doesn't make sense because they just – I saw that they put their house up on the market, which John Rothstein's like, here's Ed Cooley's house. I'm like, who cares? It's like, <laughs> I mean, here's where Ed Cooley used to take his morning dumps. Like, if you wanted to find out, like, here it is. Take a look at it. Been, but the I've other word is that, that they have a daughter who's graduating from Georgetown, and the wife kind of wanted – she wanted a fresh start. Let's start bringing the family there. Like, let's, you know, that's, who knows if any of this is true? If, if dad works there, you get a free education. I'm telling you right Georgetown, now. I can't tell you ain't cheap. Big East <laughs> basketball firings are the messiest firings in sports. I mean, you, Mike Anderson's suing the school for $11 million right now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You had Kevin Ollie when they were technically Big East for that one year before they moved to the AAC and then stayed there. He That firing was messy. You've got now, I mean, Cooley's going in conference from one school to the next, it's insanely messy. Remember the old Providence? You, if you wanted, man, imagine if if Patino had like taken the UConn job or something. Like, like just the the, the Providence UConn <laughs> rivalry is so fierce already. Uh, that would be hilarious. But like, it is the Big East. It's a fun conference to follow because they all just hate each other so much, and especially the old members of it. Uh, it, it always gets gross. It always gets nasty, and it's they care about college basketball a lot up there, which I I applaud. I appreciate. God, it. I miss being in the Big East. I do too. Every damn day. I mean, just you just talking all this just makes me wish I was still in the Big East. Same. It, it was perfect. It was the best. It was. The, it was. We we tried so many different. We we dipped our toe in mo- many different pools before we got to the Big East. And we've dipped it in some after. You know what blew my mind? And it's still the big, like, if you, you asked me, like, okay, now you can pick where you want to be. I don't, I mean, I guess the football thing is obviously. Uh, if it was, like, back to the old Big East football. Yeah, I no would take the Big East no days a week and twice on Sunday. You know, one of the most mind-blowing experiences that, that I've had on the show 
is when you and I were talking about, you know, we were talking about the Big East tournament and how much we loved it and all that stuff. And we were going through all the years we were in it. And it, I realized that this past season, we equaled our length of time in the ACC with our length of time in the Big East. Like we were in the Big East from 06 through 2013. And yeah, I mean, we bounced around a little bit. But like, it, like, but like that felt like a lifetime, you know, because we loved that tournament so much. And we had, you know, we went to the title game. We, we won it in 09. We went to the title yeah. game in 11. We won it in 12. We won it in 13. It was just such an experience. And here we are now, same exact amount of time in the ACC. We haven't played in a damn semifinal. We haven't won more than one game in any of the tournaments that we've played in in the ACC. And I know ACC fans are like, that's why you love the Big East more, which, no, is not the entire answer. But, yes, it does play a part. We've never even, like, experienced an ACC tournament because we keep getting our ass I mean, we've, we've, we've been decent in, since our, in, a, in a couple of our ACC years. But the first few. Yeah, exactly. Well, because that's like the most recent. And then the one, but, the one where we didn't get to play in the tournament. And sure, I, I understand, yes, obviously, it, the fact that we were, we were at a better level of quality basketball when we were in the Big East does help. But also, I don't know. It's just like I go the back. Big East and, is the best. I mean, watching when we were in the Big East, it was like every game was a battle, a war. You know, it was meat, potatoes. You know, it was it was just grinded out. And then we get to the ACC, and I don't know. It just it does feel like cheese and wine. There's not the, it, the soul's not there. It, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not. It's just a different style, and it's a, it's a different place, and and not that there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't feel right for Louisville. I'm with you. I could not agree more. And I mean, look, it took it took the Big a little East while. Felt more like Metro, right? Say what? The Big East felt more like the Metro. Like, yeah. We, and we grew and we both of us grew up like in the Metro. Where we did. The Metro was you know it was heated. It was hatred. Everyone, no one liked each other. I mean, and and you can blame some of this on the ACC with the fact with all the movement. But like now you've got, I mean, other than you know a little bit of robberies here and there, there's just it doesn't, there's no. There's no cutthroat, I, I just, we can't wait to destroy this team attitudes, which you still see currently in the Big East. The Big East also felt like a little bit more inviting, like respectful of, of the fact that we had such a great basketball history. And, you know, yeah, you, like you can come play with us. You can sit with us. It's going to be, we're going to try to kick your ass, but like you're welcome to the table. Whereas in the ACC, it's kind of like, ooh, like he's Chino. Ooh, like you're from that part of town. Gross. Like you, you have to go sit over there. He's, I heard his father only went to Brown in the Ivy League. Like, that, that's kind of... Like, he went to Harvard. No, no, he didn't go to Harvard. He went to Penn. Ugh, <laughs> gross. I believe the Stanford. Penn... The Penn legacies, they sit over there. Like, that's how the ACC feels. And it it's, it's annoying. And I, I'm i not as much of a fan. I think I've made that pretty clear over the years. The Big East was just... It was, or the Big East it was, it was like, come on in. If you want to spill on the floor, go ahead. You spill like, the floor, Like, going to yeah. Texas Roadhouse. Like, just drop your, drop your shells on the floor. It's we don't care. It's all good. And look, part of this I think is on us, like because we we came in to the Big East. We were coming off of a Final Four, and it took us a little bit of time to have success in the conference. But pretty quickly, I mean, by '08, we were one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. '09, we're winning the conference. We won both regular season and the conference tournament title, and maybe the strongest Big East ever. So we earned that respect. And maybe if we'd come into the ACC and it had similar success right off the bat. We would be treated a little bit differently, but we haven't yet. Like we have not been one of the best teams in the conference since we joined it. Uh, we earned double buys the first couple of years, got bounced in the first round of the tournament, our first game of the tournament, and maybe that's pl- had an effect. But it just it, it just What's felt like Carolina's a, looking at as outsiders. They do. I mean, there's and anything that isn't. Carolina. Maybe we need to win our way into their hearts, and we have not done that yet. Although you'd think we, you know, we beat Duke enough, we beat Carolina a couple times. But yeah, still. I mean, we beat NC State. 
Well, that they don't care about NC State. That's true. <laughs> NC State's the redheaded stepchild there. They're like, yeah. Who gets more who gets more lack of respect in the state of Carolina? Is NC State or Wake Forest? NC State, I think. You think so? Even though they're better, they I still know, they have better. I mean, their history is completely trumps Wake Forest. Well, but NC State, they think that they're they get mistreated more because they think that they're on Duke and Carolina's level. Whereas Wake Forest kind of understands their place. <laughs> NC State's like, hey, we're your rival too, and they're like, whatever. <laughs> You're the force like our city's still bigger than all you're all though. Yeah, but <laughs> Sam's a lot nicer than Raleigh. Remember Tim Duncan? <laughs> Billy Packer went here. We were good too. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Palmer, that's golf, buddy. Who cares? We've got cigarettes. <sighs> yeah. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take a couple texts here. Texas says, did something change with LL's status? Is he coming back? I heard Maven talking about the possible lineups with him in it for the next year. Uh, not that I know of. I think that I've... Oh, we're getting in lineup talk now? <laughs> lineup talk. <laughs> starting lineup It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. You've been begging for this for I mean, a while. Come now. on, man. This is what I've been waiting for. Who do we go with? Huntley Hatfield, if he comes back, or Dennis Evans? Who do you like more? Who we've, we've got, never, five, we got who five we've of, never seen play? We've got five lineups to come up with, depending on what happens with Ellis and Huntley. <laughs> uh, my understanding of Ellis is that he's he's not made a decision as of like last week, I'd heard that he was still leaning towards going pro, um, or just not coming, not playing college basketball anymore. I do like the, because I've seen some of the scouting services talking about, you know, he's got to decide whether or not he wants to go pro or come back to college and enter the transfer portal or go back to Louisville. He said definitively, if I play one more season of college basketball, it's going to be at Louisville. So it's nice to have that as not an option. But this is gonna, this comes down to bidding more than right. I don't know. I mean, maybe he I mean, just doesn't want to be in college anymore. Yeah, but I mean, some kids just don't I mean, want to do the college thing anymore. I get, but I mean, if you're going to go pro, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're probably making them take like the most advanced classes ever. No, but, but you, it's different. Like you, you've got when you're in co- play, when you're a major college basketball player, every minute of your day is accounted for. Like the 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 staff knows where you are, they know what you're doing, they know where you're supposed to be, and sometimes that gets a little bit old, especially when you're you know he's like 24. He's he's yeah. going to be old next season. For a college basketball player, granted, we still have. I think we had six players that were hey, twenty six or older. Twenty four. We, we had six players that were twenty six or older this season in college basketball, so it's it's not as much of a you know weird thing as it used to be. But maybe he just doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> he used to be you got a guy that's over twenty five in college. Like, did he spend time in prison? You still kind of, are. <laughs> yeah. or the mission kids from BYU? Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. The mission. Either one, either one needs a jail sentence. To me, sounds like. Texas, I'm pretty sure Morris said, call me a witch one more time, not honorable mention. It's close, though. I, I, I'm with you. The more that I see it, the more that I think it is the the former there, where it's she said, call me call me a witch again, and I'll whoop your ass. I think it's the parting line there. But Wish I'd look good and be like, witch. Witch. Yeah, just do it right then. <laughs> All-out fight. Could, could be. That's, you know, no, you're not mad because she called you a witch. You're just mad because <clears> you just got your butt Texas says, did you see Blankenbaker make an ass out of himself last night? It really sucks. I used to like Mark, but he was big confident that the DePaul and Texas girl weren't the same. I don't think he really made an ass out of it. He was just wrong. Like he, he's like Because everybody was like, that's Sonia Morris. She was the same girl from the De- crying DePaul game. And he was like, it's not the same girl. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it, it is. But I don't I mean, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm wrong a lot, too. Has he, is he, has he admitted to his incredible? I don't know. I it, I don't know. I just saw people who were like, yeah, it is. It is. Um, Texas Denny was the absolute best at late games, reading what the defense had done all game and drawing up a play that someone is wide open for a shot. And Walls is right there, too. It's incredible to watch. For sure. 
I love Walls too because, like I said, I rewatched some of that. I was rewatching the highlights and stuff of the, the old Baylor Louisville game because I just love watching that game. It's just fun. But uh, at the end of it, if you remember Walls during the press conference, references the out of bounds play they ran, which they took from Robert Morris when he beat Kentucky in the NIT. Oh, really? Yeah, in the, in the Baylor press conference. <laughs> I'm sure you don't remember that. I always, no, that's always awesome. stuck out to me. Or that when they're interviewing, they're asking, you know, how, how, you know, how'd you do it? Yada, yada. And he's like, hey, we went with the game plan. The girls, you know, did everything perfect. We ran this out of bat. We goes like we ran out of bounds play and scored it easily, which is what we took from Robert Morris when they. That's when hilarious. They, yeah, so, I like the, like, Jerome Tang. I don't know if you saw his post game press conference. They asked him about. They did that thing where, when they wanted to get the ball to Noel to shoot free throws at the end of the game, they had four players start all yeah. out of bounds and they ran basically like a bubble screen. Like, uh, like I've seen a couple of teams yeah. do that now. And two players game. were blocking for him. They called the play Mahomes. And he's like, they ask him about it, like, what a great play. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we stole it from somebody else. Like, we, like, oh, everybody in college basketball steals now. It's, it's one of the things people keep talking about. Why are we seeing more 15s and 14s and 13s winning games in the tournament now, 16s now, than we did ever before? And, I, 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 you know, it's hard to give a definitive answer. I've said a couple of times, I think, one, you've got more players now at different places. I think, two, the lack of cohesiveness with the, the best teams in college basketball because of all the roster turnover also makes them less strong this time of the year than they used to be. But another thing that I don't think it's talked about enough is it's easier for coaches to find, like, crafty game plans, to find crafty sets now than ever before. Like, if you go on YouTube and you want to learn how to to coach Tony Bennett's defense, there's like a million tutorials. If you want to, if you saw a very, if you heard that so-and-so is a fantastic baseline out-of-bounds play guy and you want to know how he did it, go on YouTube there's somebody breaking down every single play. Like you can steal stuff from other coaches way easier than you could in 1995. Yeah, there's a video about uh, Dino Gaudio showing how the offensive rebound. That's <laughs> that's right. He was kind of the offensive rebound coach, not not defensive rebound though. In case you want to do that too. I'd forgotten. That was one of the funniest quotes of all time. I'm pretty much the offensive rebound coach. I mean, there's a video of him teaching offensive rebound. There's a book in there. Remember, there was a book. I think the video's based on the book. <laughs> the defensive rebound, totally different world. I've got no idea what's going on there. Uh, but offensive rebound. Offensive, it's all me. It's incredible. Texas, Mike, are you ready to say that Izzo is Mr. March yet? I have a feeling you take 25 straight lines trips to the playoffs, championships or not. We don't have to be greedy yet. Well, yeah, I mean, th- let's not compare Michigan State basketball to the Lions. Uh, Izzo definitely, he gets it done as a lower seed in March. There's no question about it. He kind of falls a little flat on his face when they are when they have bigger expectations. But in this situation, he thrives. I was thinking about that the other day, too. Because we, we've talked about how the Big Ten has had lack of success getting deep in the tournament. They've sucked. And, and this, well, I was trying to be nice, but okay. <laughs> Mr. Rude over there. It's take it to him. Like, listen, I, I'm not using the W. I'm bringing out the hard B on they me. They suck. Yeah. But, and, and I think you and me kind of agree, and others can debate it whether or not. A lot of it's to do with kind of the style that the Big Ten plays. Yes. Is while can be very successful over the long-term season, when it gets to the tournament time and you're, you know, more tight, close-knit, and you need, you need a more open game, more guard play, and yada, yada, yada. There's my first one of the day. DoorDash. So, kind <laughs> of combine them together now just to keep it even. But with Michigan State, like, because Michigan State still kind of plays the same similar way a little bit. But I think because that they are in their conference, 
they do fall farther down the pecking order, playing that similar way as some of your other teams. You know, right now, you're Indiana's, you're in, uh, you know, you're Purdue's. But because of that, they get the lower seed where it's kind of like the Syracuse effect. Like, so now they're lower seed. They play this unusual style. They're, they're kind of catching you off guard with it. They're good, but because they're getting lower seed and you're not used to seeing that kind of style, it's helping them get a little farther in the tournament. And that's why you see it when they're the lower seeds more than the higher seeds. I can see that. That makes kind of like the Big Ten version of Syracuse's zone. I think also in, in certain instances, and this is – it sounds petty because it's not just this. Clearly, Izzo, he does a lot of things right. They've also just gotten some good draws. Like, this year, I, I wouldn't have taken the, Like I have them in the Sweet 16 in my bracket. I think, like, they're my Final Four pick now in this region because I think somebody crazy is going to come out of it. But I, if you'd put hey, them stay, in... baby. Come on. Don't, don't hate the Tang. I don't hate the Tang. I love the Tang. <laughs> but I, I think that Michigan State's going to beat them, and I think they're going to end up winning the region. This like The last two times that he's been to the second weekend as a seven seed, they've gone to the Final Four. But like they also, they've just gotten some some good draws over the years. If the, if you'd put this same team in any one of the other three regions, I don't think they're beating that two seed in the second round. Um, I don't think that they're maybe beating some of the ten seeds they would have gone up against. But I like the draw here. But I, I understand what you're saying, and I think there there maybe is something to that. He look. I know they went to the final four recently as like a two seed or one seed, but still. When was that? Uh, they went they, the when they beat before, us. Yeah, the year before the. Uh, the the COVID year they lost in the final four as a two seed. Oh, that's right. They beat the Duke team. Yeah, they beat the the, the Zion team. I always forget that because they were it, they were such an underdog. You kind of forget I that they forgot were it too. Yeah, they were a two seed. You, but yeah, and then they went they went in 2015 as a seven seed when they beat us, uh, which was not. But great. other runs you have regional final seven seed. You know, in, uh, final four or five seed, uh, Sweet Sixteen five seed, uh, final four five seed. I mean, they're usually. Yeah. I'm not, and then five's not. I know not the lowest, but still. But he pulls upsets. Like yeah. he, he's had Final four seven seed. He's know. now had 16 NCAA tournament wins where he's been a lower seeded team, which is the most of any coach in the tournament in history. Uh, he's beaten two seeds as a lower seed more than any coach besides Lute Olson. They have the same number of wins. Like he thrives in this situation for sure, and it's like you have to tip your cap. Like, do I think that you know maybe they should have one more national title? Maybe, but he's. Yeah, they've been, still like to have. They've been bad in the Final Four. There's no question about it. But typically, it's because they get there as like a, a two, five, six, seven seed, and yeah. they're, they're underdogs in that game. I think the one game where they've pulled an upset in the Final Four is when they beat that UConn team with Hashim to beat after they beat us in 09 and then got blasted by Carolina in the championship game. But they were they were not supposed to win that game. But they you know, he's not does not have a great Final Four record. But it's kind of hard to criticize him when he just keeps getting there with lower seeded teams. Um, I forgot, but that was. A- it was, the worst. it was one of the worst. Yeah, I, I worked that game with that cumulus during that game. It was, yeah, I didn't miss much. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little men's basketball recruiting news. We'll talk a little spring football. And then we can take more of your texts at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. So I Thank you. 
another Teenage Trevor Tuesday here when it comes to the music. <laughs> you know who this is, don't you? Who is it? That's WB. I like this WB back in the day. Right here, be right here. What songs did they have? No like, What songs did they have later? Uh, no, was, there wasn't later. It was just this and, and week. I think it's songs like in the late nineties. No, this is just, it's just these two songs. What am I thinking of? Because even in the video, like they came out at the same time, like the camouflage was cool. Because in the video, they're wearing nothing but army gear camouflage. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember the camouflage days? No, it, it was the late nineties. They had that song. Can we get kinky tonight? Oh, I don't Got remember that. Got so many that. things on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, cuz that's how I know SWV. Like I, they're 97 98 stuff. I know, see, I just know this and I, I mean week was the jam. Was it? Oh, yeah, you'll hear it next segment. Okay. <laughs> okay. What does SWV stand for? Uh, I've got no idea. Southwest it's, Virginia. Sisters with voices. Sisters with voices. Okay, I like that. Once again, three songs, three facts. Look at I'm bringing They've all been it, hitting. baby. They've all been hitting today. It's drop the facts Tuesday. Well, <laughs> Could have gone Tidbit Tuesday. It's okay. Tidbit Tuesday. Tidbit Tuesday. Uh, welcome back in, Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, if you need help with your heating or air conditioning system uh, this spring, you could be both. It's still like 20 degrees when you go out there in the morning. I don't know it's what to do be... when I get up. Like, Do I grab a hoodie? Do I grab a long sleeve? I've had to de-ice the car the last two mornings before I've taken Virginia to school. But then it's going to be 75 degrees in apparently like two more days. So could be your heating, could be your air conditioning. If any of them ha- are having problems, Call our guys over at AirServe. They can do it all. Hit them up at 502-785-8600. If you call them today, you can get a tune-up for just $49. And for a limited time, you can get up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. Again, AirServe.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. Or call them directly at 502-785-8600. Uh, we've been talking a little hoops. Talk- we started off by talking about the U L women's team dominating Texas in the second round last night, moving on to the Sweet 16 for a sixth straight year. Talked a little men's basketball uh, nationally in the last segment there. We do have some, uh, maybe, pertinent to our interest, breaking news. West- oh, I just laughed thinking, like, if I was if it's the Haley thing. Uh-huh. What if she said that to what we think she said, don't call me witch again? Yeah. And Haley just looked at her and go, okay, how about loser? Would that have been cool? That would be awesome. She gives an L. <laughs> you just live me, your, just mugs her in the head with the L. You live your life in a 90s sitcom. <laughs> uh, but the breaking news that is, is pertinent to our interest here, Davion McKnight, who we've talked about a couple of times on the show from Western Kentucky, has officially entered the NCAA transfer portal. I, I think it's safe to assume he was waiting to see who WKU would hire as their new head coach. They hired uh, the guy from Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. He wasn't as happy with, apparently, the maybe not. Was. Maybe Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but he is in the transfer portal now. Big time performer for them. He lit us up this year. Uh, he's got that yeah. got that dog in him. I think he's he's what you want in a, a transfer. He's got experience. He's got successful experience. Um, plays insanely hard. He seems like a Kenny Payne type player. We'll see if he's a take. Because my understanding is that he would like to play for Louisville. So yeah, that's why I'm getting on Twitter. I mean, if you're if you're on Twitter right now, you can't avoid seeing anybody who's any connection to Louisville tweeting out the release of him being in the portal. Yeah, with I, some kind of emoji, whether it be eyeballs or hand clap or right. Yeah, the eyeball I mean, thing. Yeah, I mean everybody, even the UK people. I mean, TJ, our man TJ. You know, if you need guards, go get this kid right away. Pretty much. There has been some thought I've heard in recent days that Penn State may also come hard after him, Michael Shrewsbury. I don't know if there's a connection there, but for whatever reason, I've I like heard, him as a coach. I did too. I think he's really good. 
they also and they've got remember Brian Snow who used to be at Rivals who's like they hired him in a like a lot of people are doing this analytic stuff capacity like this kind of next gen thing and he's been their guy and they've had a lot of success they're they're, they're doing some cool stuff up there but they apparently like Davion McKnight a lot too they're going to to make a play for him is what I've heard but if Louisville wants him I think Louisville can get him and I think if you're asking me I think Louisville should want him so we'll find out what happens I, mean, next. The, I guess well. I guess you retweeted this that you saw too, or I guess he's saying he's testing the, the draft waters as well. As yeah, I mean, a lot. Is that is that pretty much everybody does that? Is that okay? Is that like they'll difficult? go through? You, you, you want to make yourself eligible for the combine, you want to do maybe some individual workouts, uh, get some feedback, get some good, good quality experience. It's a way to get your name out there for maybe some time down the line, whether it's playing professionally in America or overseas. It's, it's kind of a way to know people and to measure yourself against the best players. So I think, I think Ellis is, is planning on doing the same thing before he makes a decision about what's next. Okay. And it's not, yeah, it's not, uncommon. it's not like it used to be where it's like, Oh my God, he yeah. declared like 80% of the kids who declared that they're testing the waters are going to come back and play college. Cause basketball. don't you have until like a, two weeks before the draft now to pull out? I think they changed it now to where it's like, it might be, I think it's May 1st now is it okay? Is, is, is how long you have to go through the process. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I know that, it's not like it was the last couple of years. I think they've changed it up a little bit. I mean, I have no problem leaving it close to the draft. I mean, it's the NBA draft. I mean, outside the top ten picks, none of these teams take their picks seriously anyway. Hell, Brooklyn just trades half the they trade the last twelve years of the next twelve years of their first round to people. You're so old. Just so hateful on the new NBA. Just so hateful. Uh, let's get to some Louisville basketball recruiting NBA. notes. It's like hating on the new rockers. Yeah, no. Let's get to some Louisville basketball recruiting notes. Uh, cards had. First of all, they had an unofficial visitor, I guess, in, in on campus today. Caden Magwood, who played his freshman season of high school basketball at Western High School and then transferred. He's now a point guard at Oak Hill Academy. He's a 2025 kid, so he got a couple years left of high school. But he was on campus today. He's going to wind up being, you know, it's hard to forecast these things a couple of years in advance, but my guess is he winds up being a top 50 player in that class of 2025. Uh, I'm told he grew up a Louisville fan. He's clearly got ties to the area. His family still lives here. Nice to see that the staff is is making an effort there. They're also, this weekend, going to host four-star wing Jalen Shelley, who's a class of 2024 player. Uh, he's a four-star prospect pretty much across the board. Um, he, he's out of, where's he out of? Uh, Frisco, Texas. He's, this is going to shock you, another 6'7 small forward who we could potentially add to the mix. If, you, if you're battling for a wing and you see us in that competition, you may want to drop out because we are just loading up on these types of players. But he, he can handle it. He can shoot it. He's the number 43 overall player according to – number 41 overall player according to Rivals. He's 27 according to ESPN. Uh, on three, he's got him at 22. I'm sure they'll drop him when they see that we're his leader. And 247 Sports is kind of the outlier. They've got him all the way down at 108. But he is a four-star consensus prospect uh he's got scholarship offers from smu from houston from arkansas from texas a&m a lot of schools down there in that area but it seems like he is the most interested in us and he's coming to town this weekend for a visit so the good momentum on the recruiting trail rolls on we love those wings we do we really, <laughs> we really do I think we need to do the coaches show at wing stop uh, <laughs> if you're six seven or six eight you can handle it and shoot it a little bit we're coming after you I don't even know if you need to be able to. I mean, just, let, let's just start at six seven, six eight. We'll work from there. <laughs> we'll, we'll turn you into whatever we want to turn. It. I mean, Kenny Payne—that's the one maybe holdup that he might see with Davion McKnight is that he's six one. Kenny Payne likes those big guards. He likes those big wings. He wants to play that that new style with the 
bigger kids that can handle it. Well, he came we came up in the the crumb who wanted big guards too. Crumb liked his guards to be six four, six five. I mean, yeah, he, for he, the most he, part, he did. I think there's probably something to that, um, which I have no problem with. But I mean, sometimes you need to. Hey, look, sometimes you need a little guard. Look, look, look at the Sweet Sixteen right now. I mean, I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some, there's some guys that aren't, there's some stud players right now leading their team that aren't by guys that are over six foot two. Yeah, the other kid that that Louisville has reached out to that is kind of on our radar right now is, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but Garway Duel, who's six foot five, 175 pounds, shooting guard. Um, he plays at Carmel High School. He is originally from Houston. Uh, apparently, Kenny Payne really likes what he can do. Uh, he's a top twenty. He plays for one of the twenty top twenty five AAU programs in the country. He's a four star prospect, kind of under under the radar kid. Uh, wasn't highly touted in his class until last summer when he exploded on the scene in an AAU tournament, and still kind of seeing like an seeming like an under the radar type kid. But he's a twenty twenty three player, so he's another kid that you could if you sign him be on the roster next season. I think it's interesting that we've got. It seems like, what, four scholarships available now at this point? There's still some roster shaking out. We still don't know exactly who's going to stay and who's going to go. Payne is still trying to go after some some kids that would be freshmen next season, some 2023 kids. Um, yeah, some players have decommitted from programs, and we're not talking like Bronny James or top 50 kids that are becoming – or Dennis Evans, kids that are becoming available. We're talking like back-end top 100 kids, uh, like this dual player. And I don't – I mean, maybe he's trying to both – be successful next year and, and build for long-term. But it's interesting to me. It seems like, you know, we've already got a lot of young, younger kids coming in next season, but he's still trying to, he's still trying to load up on some freshmen, some project freshmen, if he can, uh, maybe he's just going after best available. I don't know, but we still, I think, I think you and I agree. I think most people listening agree. We still need to go in the transfer portal and get a couple of players, at least who've yeah, got three, I, four years I, college I, experience, I especially at the guard position. Yeah. Cause I don't want you to not get those guys. And then, understandably, maybe have hiccups in the year with a young team, and you fall short of the tournament, short to where you're like 12, 13 games, and you're going, well, that's we're young. We're young. I don't, right. I, I don't want you to listen. Guess what? I, don't give a bleep. I'm with you. I, that's your fault. You didn't want to go get the veterans. You're not giving me an, a built in excuse just because that's the way you want to do it. You, you, I'm sorry. You lost that with four wins this year. You went 10, 12 games this year. Maybe I'll let that slide. But you won four games. You lost. You lost. You lost your get out of jail free card, buddy. Exactly. And so you, you need not gonna not gonna not gonna not gonna accept that whatsoever. And you, if you want to, you know, be if he's like go and then the KP apologists are going to use that as their oh well you just you if, we, if you'd kept him you'd have seen it. Not gonna listen to it. Talk to the hand. I did see going full nineties today, baby. I I did see. And my apologies to you if, if this if you're listening and this was you, but somebody had like a a screenshot of the of the Kentucky recruiting class and had a screenshot of the these kids that we just signed and was like who you got and I was like oh no let's <laughs> let's 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 not do this just yet guys let's we doing lineups of comparison lineups now I was like I'm excited about what's happening right now but let's not let's just not be like we're instantly going to beat Kentucky because we've gotten a couple of, of big time players. And we're—I mean, look, Kentucky's recruiting class next season is is fantastic. Uh, I'm not saying that John Calipari will do a lot with them because we've seen them struggle a little bit in recent years. But I feel like I keep having to say this: we also went four and twenty-eight. Like maybe let's just let's wait and see if we win both of our exhibition games before we start being like we 
We've got UK's number. We're going to kick your ass. We're Your freshmen suck, and our freshmen are great. You like, didn't even want DJ Wagner. It isn't. Like, I, I applaud the mentality. I, I applaud the fans who watched what we just watched this past year and are still like, we're going to win 30 games next year. Like, like we've got Dennis Evans. God. We've got Sky Clark. We're ready to whoop UK's ass. Like, are you applying I, their tolerance for marijuana? I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love that level of confidence. I wish I could get there. Maybe we will. Maybe you're, you're all exactly right. I want to see us play some games before I start talking. Like, yeah, maybe if we come out and we win an early season tournament and beat somebody, some good teams in November, I'll be like, you know what? I think we're going to beat UK. But for right now, I'm I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to let the, let the our season's been over for like three weeks and the tournament's still going on. I'm going to let the well, the room went, breathe. You win thirty bit. games next year. I need a giant stick of butter by itself. Well, I mean, I hope you do. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say anything like that because I want to win thirty games, but I'm not I'm not predicting it until I see us. You know, beat Lenore Ryan next year. Don't beat Bellarmine, actually. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take down the Bellarmines and the App States of the world before let's we start. Win an exhibition game before we start calling out, uh, calling out UK. But like, teach their own. Everybody can fan the way that they want to fan. Man, why bother? Don't don't even. And if you're a little fan, don't don't worry about that. Save that for the football game, which because we're beating them at football this year. It just reminds me of Chris Farley playing. Norman Schwartzkopf on Weekend Update, where he's like, and one more thing, I want Holyfield. Yeah, it's a very- <laughs> like we're just we're getting caught up in the enthusiasm of the moment a little bit. Which I is fine. love Chris Farley. I, I saw his every March I see it and I forget about it. The old commercial that he did Christmas. where he's playing Christian Lane. Later with those off the glass. Three, two, one. <laughs> and that's exactly how it happened. It's very like, underrated commercial. Oh, it's fair. Like, yeah. I don't think I, I didn't remember it. I don't remember it when it was actually on the air at that time, but it comes up uh, every single time this year. I just saw this is via John Salzman. This is the you know, Rick Pitino was introduced at St. John's today. It was on this day exactly in 2001, 22 years ago, where he was introduced as the new Louisville coach. Yeah, I was say Mar- that's, that's about March. March right. 21st. Yeah. That's, I mean, I remember that like it was. Did he have like a plane was, watch on his way to St. John's? Or because he didn't have to take a plane from my own, or did he? The plane watch. The, the helicopters following the buses yeah. with the, the van taking him to the, the press conference. Um, I saw. Who would have thought 20 years later that would be just normal for stuff pretty much? Well, not, I mean, I don't know if it was normal. Like, it, we still treat it like the OJ chase a little bit here locally. It, it was, oh, it was great. I mean, we were they were they were interrupting like soap operas in the daytime. And I was a sophomore in high school. What were what were you doing at this time in your life? Uh, at this point, lost in the wilderness. Yes, in two thousand one, uh, I think I was working at Wix and Cardboard Heroes. Okay, I'm almost positive I was doing bugs. I know I was at Cardboard Heroes, but I think I, what I would do, I'd go to Wix and do the prep in the morning and then the, the morning rush, and I'd leave around one, and I'd go to Cardboard Heroes and work from like three to nine. Nice, which is what I pretty much would do like six days a week. So we had, uh, I just remember, like. Everybody kind of knew at that point that it was going to happen, but the day that it became officially official was it wasn't like you know you didn't have internet reports confirming anything. You had to you, know, you wanted to see the guy talk before yeah. you knew that it was done. And it was on a weekday too, right? It, it was. I was, I was in school. Tuesday, maybe. I don't remember, but I, I know I was in school, and I know I was in chemistry class when it became official because my buddy uh, Andrew Porter. We used to have these like these little mini whiteboards that you would write equations on, and you'd have to hold it up, and the teacher would which to tell you if you were correct. And he, he, like, wrote on his and held it up and just showed me because I sat behind him. It was, like, Louisville plus Patino equals 1980s glory. And she caught him, and we both had to, like, clean the lab after. Like, I remember that vividly, which was ridiculous. But uh, UK it, fan. Probably. Shout out to Miss Riggs. R.I.P. But like, I 
was just the enthusiasm, like the mo, like it was just such a, uh, you know, we're back. Like this is going to be great. This is going to be incredible. We've been so down for so long, and now I look and I'm like, you went to a, a, an elite eight and a sweet sixteen, like. Three years before that. It's not that long. When you're a kid, it's forever. But right now, with us being in this situation, it doesn't feel like it was that long. Well, it was still Rick Patino too. Yeah, Patino. I mean, the, the, the man walked on water and turned, you know. I, I mean, never felt, when I'd become like a diehard fan and like, a, you know, like 10 years old on, I never felt like I'd followed a Louisville team that had a realistic chance to win a national title. Like, even when we were good, we weren't top 10, top 5. Well, because even like the Elite 8 run, we were 60. We were 60 both those years, yeah, in, yeah. in 96 and 97. And those were like the best like runs of my childhood. So Patino coming in, you're like, for the first time, I may get to watch a Louisville team cut down the nets, which when I was growing up in the 90s was just kind of, it didn't really come into my mind a whole lot. And maybe people growing up now are thinking the same way. But I the thing that I love... The day we announced Patino was second only to my excitement of the day he left Kentucky. I remember because that too. I, I remember being very so excited for that. So happy that he left Kentucky. I was like, we got a shot. Patino, you know, Patino <laughs> always he used to do the thing where he would downplay stuff. You know, this is going to be a bridge year. This this team that we're playing is the greatest team of all time. The one time where he really goes full, like shoot for the moon, is at these introductory press conferences. If you remember the the, the Kentucky one. I think the, the, the 30 for 30 that they did on him at UK. The, the Camelot reference? No. It, Camelot is like when he leaves. He talks about it. But okay. like his introductory press conference, he's like, I keep hearing a lot of people saying, this is going to be a lengthy rebuild. With me at the helm here, no, it's not. Like, he, he, he's calling a shot. He's like, in two years, we're going to be back competing for national titles. When we get out from underneath, you know, this NCAA stuff, it's like we're hitting the ground running. Like, we, he's like... He did what I think a lot of people wanted Kenny Payne to do, which is come in and just be like, hey, three years from now, we're going to be playing for a national title. We're going to be right there. And when he came to Louisville, he did sort of the same thing, where he's like, this program's a mess. I've never seen a worse roster. It's going to get turned around, and it's going to get turned around quickly. And today, at the St. John's press conference, he comes in and he goes, my vision is to play every game at Madison Square Garden when we're in conference. It has to be a major facility Karnaseka Arena is not big enough for the brand of basketball that we're going to play here. And I'm like, I love it. Like, he just is, he's shooting for the moon. He is setting sky high expectations from the first day. He'll try to walk them back a little bit when he gets like, into the thick of things. But the man is just, when he wants to make a splash, he's going to make a splash. And he does it at these first press conferences. I love it. He's not wrong. He's not wrong either. They should play Madison Square over East. They're going to. I mean, yeah. I, I get like some of their fans are like, well, it's tough for the students to get. I'm like, you know, who cares? Like, sorry. It's, Listen, you're winning. If you want to get the there, you'll get there. Students will get there. Trust me. He also it's did, tough for students to get there when you're not competitive. He also did the thing where he was like, a lot of players probably won't be back on this team because they don't fit me. It takes a certain type of basketball player to want to play for me. But he did make mention, he did make it a point to talk about the Soriano kid and be like, he's the type of player that I want to, to build around. I'm like, yeah, he's really, really good. Uh, he also said, I want to make it a top 20 program. This is going to be a special ticket again. I expect to rebuild in months, not years. Like, he's... He's uh, going to build St. John's before Kenny B, KP builds up. Which, like... And a year, and that's what we wanted behind, to hear. Like, that, that's what like that's what we thought we were going to get when, when, when Kenny Payne came in. And now we're starting to see some of the signs of, of a, a quick turnaround being possible. But, you know, we didn't really want to hear, like, this is going to take a lot of time. Like, this is going... Like, you're going to have to be patient. Like, like, like give me the patino. Because there's not really an excuse anymore for it to take that long. There's certainly not now. I mean, the NCAA thing is gone. Like, 
Let's let's get going. <laughs> let's if we can win big here, we should be winning big this year. Let's make it happen. New York, New York, my kind of town. Get ready, Patina. I I saw. Did you see the the uh, New York Post? The story. It was the the main picture was Patino, Massiello, and Evan Daniels toasting champagne. <laughs> I texted Evan this morning. He's like, "We got the band back together." I was like, "Damn it! <laughs> Could you not have brought the band back here?" Yeah, I want the I want the music here. It's the three of them toasting champagne at the at a uh, Manhattan hotel bar. I was like, "Damn it! That's awesome." But. College basketball coaching carousel madness continues. I'm speaking to New York on the uh, the reverse on the more somber note. I'm sure you see the speedily passing of former Nick Great Little Tree today. No, I, yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, I think they just announced it about an hour ago, so it was right when we came on the air. But uh, yes, unfortunately, uh, the the the, the, oh, geez. the man most famously known for walking through the tunnel with the bad back. Where he scored four points in that game, by the way, which is kind of forgotten about. Is that true? Yeah, he always he always. Took, I always like, thought he came in and just like took over. No, he came in and took two shots. I did not know that. <laughs> he only played like twelve minutes of the half. How did that become a thing? Just because he was walking to the t- the 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 whole, uh, uh, just the, the whole atmosphere of him coming to the tunnel just supposedly just took Wilt Chamberlain out of the game. Like, I didn't. Mentally. I never knew that. No, I always thought. I always assumed he just came. In. I think he was two for three or one for three and hit two field goal, one field goal and two free throws. Because everyone knows the story. Everyone, anytime yeah. any player gets hurt and then comes back, they call it a Willis Reed. So I assume that he just came back and like just lit it up. No, the, for for that storyline, you want to look more like at Isaiah Thomas in '89 when he rolled his ankle and then came in and dropped 26 in the fourth quarter, but they lost that game. No. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have. the The refs kind of gave it to him. The one of the worst. Foul calls on on James Edwards against Kareem in that game, but nonetheless, uh, yeah. Uh, but Willis Reed, yeah, Nick Great, uh, last uh, member, of last Knicks championship team in '73, I guess it was. He was how old was he? Eighty. Uh, like... He was up there. Yeah, that's that's sad. His rookie year, he made eleven thousand dollars. Good lord, not guaranteed. Times have changed. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take a couple of texts here before we go to break. Texas says. Uh, Travis Branham has made a correction. He is not testing the NBA waters. Davion McKnight is just in the transfer portal. So there you I mean, go. does it really matter, though? I mean, no, I mean, I guess it matters in terms of if you want to get a player on campus immediately and get him eligible for you know, the start of offseason practice, the start of you know, getting ready for the summer session, maybe that would help. But like that's the only thing. It would just delay like a month and a half. Texas Sky Clark is more of a natural passer than Ellis is. I totally agree with that. It's not really setting the part so high, though. It's, yeah, I mean. I mean, it's like, really? I mean, <laughs> this fat guy's skinnier than that fat guy. I mean, yeah, I, really. I, he is more of a natural point guard, for sure, than, than Ellis is. But like you said, that's not, Ellis is not a, he's, he's not a natural point guard. I mean, I, I said it all off. I wanted he to be wrong. He was playing well, too. Is, he was playing yeah. fine, but he's, he, it's, not his, it's not his game. Texas, I did some mushrooms this weekend, and I had a profound realization that we won't win 30 games next year. <laughs> I would think that if you were on mushrooms, you would think we'd win 30 games. Maybe. I think that would be the only way I'd convince myself to do it. If we go from four wins to 30 wins, it'll be it'll be quite the story. It'll be quite the story. It'll be quite the batch of shrooms. It's like when I was we were doing like show prep with Master P and, and him and, and the other guy that were there. They're like, you know, if we won this ACC tournament, it turned a lot of heads, and I was like, "You're not wrong. It, it would absolutely would. If a team with four wins wins five wins five games in five days, it's going to be a big time story. We'll have something to talk about for sure." Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Texture says, um, "Izzo would have zero titles if Kmart didn't break his leg." That's questionable. I agree. 
I mean, this is team was going to win it all. Yeah, who was when? Where were they in the brackets together? I don't know. So I mean, it doesn't matter. They would have won if Kenyon Martin was healthy. You think so? Yeah. Oh, in two thousand, yeah, they're the best team. And Izzo, imagine that though. If Izzo, let's say Izzo goes to the Final Four that year, they lose to Cincinnati. So Izzo's been to like what nine Final Fours at this point with no national titles. That would be he'd be like Buffalo Bills times three. He he would get like that would. Be, like you well, that's have, going to four straight, but yeah. But I'm I mean, saying, like, you wouldn't have, like, this whole Izzo and March stuff. It would just be, like, he'd get the Gonzaga treatment. When's he ever actually going to do it? Like, he'll choke again. Like, nobody would be crediting him for all these great March runs. You have to have the title mixed in for people to do that. That would be, it'd be a wild thing. It'd be one of the biggest storylines in college basketball. Can he retire without finally winning a national championship? Text says, text B. Brom right now and get him on air with you while he's out here at practice. No. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I don't. Brian's never coming on the show. We've already had Jeff. I'm gonna get Greg. We'll get Brady on. Uh, we'll get we'll get Ashley on. We'll get Jen on. We're not gonna have Brian Oscar. on the show. Brian's yeah. Oscar can come on whenever. Donna. But Brian's banned. Brian's banned. We don't want. We, this is a Brian Brom free show. No, Brian. Sorry, Brian. He's like, can I come on the Masterpiece show? Like, no, no. You can't come on the Masterpiece show. No, you can't make the you can't make the Rutherford show. What do you think you're gonna make the Masterpiece show? He just thinks he's James. It's not high school anymore, Brian. You're not going on the Masterpiece show. This <laughs> is the halls of Trinity. You don't run things around here. When we played, we played one game, uh, our spring break, when our tournament got snowed out. We played like a, a bunch of random games against teams at Bowling Green. And Fox, remember when they're all the Fox Sports channels, like Fox Sports Ohio? Fox, they had like a high school game of the week, and they covered our game against Bowling Green. And I pitched, and I pitched really well. And so, like, they talked to me after the game. And I'm like, this is great. Like, a spring break. I didn't get to go with my friends, but at least I get to be on TV. And they did, like, a 30-minute interview with Brom, who didn't play in the game. <laughs> didn't even play in the game. They're like, can we get Brian Brom over here? I was like, what? They talked to me for, like, 13 seconds. Ridiculous. I don't, know, I don't know why, but, like, for some reason, they were doing some kind of filming at Wagner one, like, my, my sophomore year. And they came in to do, like, I just get, like, I guess some stock footage of, you know, students doing something. Uh-huh. And it was in my Spanish class. And I guess, like, it was, we were supposed to be taking a test. But I told you how I passed Spanish, right? You did. Tell me how you passed Spanish. My great line yeah. was Ross, yeah. And <laughs> that's how I got my D in Spanish. But, like, they, 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 they wanted to film us. And, of course, I'm just a horrible student. So, like, Miss Ross just, like, gives me the answer. She's like, here you go. Just say this <laughs> when the camera's on you. And make it look like we're actually doing a good job of teaching you kids. So, I'm just, like... It's just a split second of me on the video, and I, I get—I don't even remember why the news was there, but like he just—I'm just like holding a piece of like I'm Ryan, like I'm Ryan Lee. Hola. Right? I'm like hola, see. I'm like looking down and looking back up at his. Yo say <laughs> agua por favor. I, I, I think I said that as a poor favor. I think I did use good God. And the worst part about it is when they showed it, you they like cut the volume. You couldn't even hear me saying anything. You, just, you see me a split just second you of talking. Me. Yeah, it's like a split second of me and Miss Ross. And that's it. Do you remember any phrases from Spanish? Um. Well, do you remember having, having to ask for the bathroom? That's one. No. one puedo ir al baño, por favor. I'm past the class. Agua, por favor. I remember. I know por favor is is, is please. Yeah, I just remember de meses naranjas. I was Manuel. That helped. I went through a. There's a length of time. What was your time, Spanish name? Uh, Miguel. Miguel. Okay. And if there were two Miguels, somebody had to be Miguelito, uh, which I guess was like little Michael, but the little kid John Calipari, Spanish <laughs> little teacher. Little Mike. <laughs> little Mikey. 
we had th- there used to be <laughs> for some reason my phone like 10 years ago i would constantly get voicemails and texts from people who would text and talk in spanish and like it'd be these lengthy texts like all in spanish and one of the phrases that the only phrases that i remembered from spanish growing up was deme seis naranjas which is give me six oranges but like, i don't even know why but like, why is that a random cuz it was freshman year by the year, way that sounds really stereotypical to say but like they would like our teacher said it in such a funny way it made us laugh he's like deme seis naranjas and like we always cuz you're repeating we always would laugh and it became like a running joke so i responded to this person who kept texting me in spanish with deme seis naranjas and he responded with F you, but he said the word. <laughs> I was at a wedding. I was like, oh, this is uh, this has gotten serious now. Let's take I a know break. a few dirty words in Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think everybody does who took Spanish. <laughs> don't say them. Please don't say no, them. No, I won't. Can, can we, are we going to get in trouble for saying curse words in Spanish? I don't think we can cuss in Spanish on there. I mean, well, I didn't learn them all from Spanish. I also learned some of them from, you know, Pedro Serrano when he strikes out. Yeah, there's that. There's that too, yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little spring football. The injury update from UofL is out. We'll talk about who's not going to be able to participate, at least at the beginning. Some players who won't be able to participate at all. Uh, Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on The Big X. that because we hear it's on every week on the show you need to mix it up a little bit can it be why i love it makes me weak welcome back in mike rutherford joe uh, what okay. you just want to keep singing the song i do yeah. just keep going fine oh, yeah yeah go for it here's the copyright laws <laughs> it's all you it's your show We've already got the email about it. Go for it. We've gotten the warning email about my music. We have. <laughs> You're going to get us kicked off the air. And not for something that you've said. It's for sampling your bleepy music I, from the early 90s. I love No, I can't, I can't get the warning. Never use it more than so much time. In a I know. Song. We're, like, we're seeing like the third verse of songs sometimes. Like, they haven't talked about sports in four minutes. They're just singing. I read that email and I thought, well, this wasn't directly pointed at me. I don't know what is. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're already getting, I'm just not seeing this report. So Ian Jackson, you know, North Carolina's got this very highly touted recruiting class coming in next year. Uh, Ian Jackson's a five-star. He's one of the you know, the crown jewels of that class. And there's already reports that he's going to go to St. John's now. Oh, I mean, didn't they lose Gigi because kind of the, they're, they're over-recruiting as well? They lost Gigi because he wanted to reclassify and play this year. And they brought back four stars from a national championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So he wasn't going to play. Was never so, a problem for Cal. He kept he got recruits and brides coming back. He did. He did. And he like, say what you will about Cal. He made that work for yeah. a long time. He's making it, was, it work right now. The Wisconsin, you know. Yeah. 
God but you. Andrew Slater, the recruiting writer, is like, one, Ian is free to do whatever he wants. B, steal would be a harsh t- term in recruiting. C, if a fan thinks that a coach waits until they get a job to recruit players, they probably enjoy a lot of college basketball commentary. D, the resumes of the respective head coaches speak for themselves. Ooh. Hubert Davis versus Rick Pitino. Not to switch gears, did you really want a little breaking news? Yes. Coming from Lexington. Vito Tisdale has officially been dismissed from the team. Oh! Of team rules. We have no additional comment on the matter, according to UK football. What a saga. The Vito Tisdale uh, saga I mean, comes uh, to an end. Starts with, uh, I mean, he's not, he's the Nappy Roots kid, right? That's correct. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I say that because there's multiple members of the band, and I don't know which one was his dad. He is, yeah. So uh, I'm assuming it's the one that had the last day named Tisdale. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Safe bet. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> so I'm gonna, yeah. He's started with the, the yeah. It's been an up and down ride for uh, Vito, hasn't it? A lot of down. Um, mostly, mostly time being talked about and remembered for not the, not things done on the football field per se. His dad, by the way, yeah, is Big V from Nappy Roots. He's his name also is Vito Tisdale. Okay, so it's just so t- Vito's a junior. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So he's BJ. Well, he could be if he wanted to. I guess he doesn't have to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's the son of Vito Tisdale and Erica Cherry is his mom's name. Oh, but he, he's, si- he's got siblings who are Napoleon, Sydney, Blue, and Meadow. <laughs> People, stop naming your kids stupid names. <laughs> got a problem with that? You got a problem with Blue Tisdale? <laughs> I mean, if Nappy Roots was more famous and you had more money, you can name your kid whatever you want. You can still name but when you you want. I'm not kid, judging anybody. I, I'm just saying. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm just telling you. Don't get mad when your kid comes home and you're wanting to know why he's being bullied. This is a big loss for. I mean, UK. I mean, he was going to. He's had the injuries. I assume he, they expected him to make an impact this season. But when you look at all, look back at all the, because we talked about this a lot. Jeff Brom now is starting to recruit locally heavily again. But in recent years, when you've had big time prospects coming out of this area, ones that. In the past, would be Louisville Leans. They've ended up going to UK. Yeah. A lot of them haven't really panned out that well. I think the one big exception is JJ Weaver. Oh, yeah. Been really good for them. Uh, and, and you'd expect him to be really good again. But a lot of the guys that we were really bummed about losing and we thought were going to make huge impacts at UK, they haven't exactly panned out. Um, but Tisdale. Tisdale being out of Warren, Warren Central as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he grew up, his dad was apparently a Louisville fan. Like, that was the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, more of the Louisville stuff in the videos. That's yeah. Because I, mean. I think two members of Nappy Roots were from Louisville, two were from Bowling Green. They all met at WKU. Yep. But I think that they all grew up as, as Cardinal fans, is at least the story that I've been. I know Buffalo still is still a huge UFL fan, but he's a kid that we would have had if we had recruited you know, the area more heavily, if it had been a different era, and he ends up going to UK. But maybe. No, you're right. Blessing other, in other than Weaver, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the examples, but I mean, I, I can't think of, I mean, yeah, that, that of the guys we supposedly lost to the big dog, how much did we really lose? How much is he really eating? Weaver would have been nice to have, though. Weaver would have been big. He played it, you know, he was at Moore. Mm-hmm. He, I remember I've got a family friend who worked with him when, when he, she taught there, and she spoke just glowingly of him. He's a great kid, and he's been a terrific player for them. Uh, and he, he, he kicked our ass last year. He had a huge impact in that game. But besides that, yeah, it is what it is. But Vito, best of luck to you wherever you go next. What, could, what, 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 could have he, what kind of violations could he have broken at this point that actually got him kicked off the team? That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, so far right now, I mean, I, I've seen where the line has been drawn up to now. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, 
three strikes and you're out possibly thing. I don't know. but Do we take Vito Tisdale if he wants to become a Cardinal now? I say probably not. I, don't, I, don't I think know. at this point, yeah, you know, no, I don't we know can't. the juice is worth the squeeze on <laughs> at it At this now. point, you say yeah. no. Uh, but who knows? Maybe Jeff Brown wants to serve the pot a little I bit. mean, if you want to do it like what was the kid from um, that did the, went to Central uh, that the never played here, uh, Jeff McKinney or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, who was really basically recruited from scouts I talked to at the time, writing Corey Peters' triple teams into getting a Michigan scholarship. Yeah. Uh, and then being transferred here, went from D tackle to like tight end. I don't know, the point is, is that he was a decent. Like maybe if you bring him in for that, and it's, it doesn't work out, there's no reason to keep him here any longer than you have to. Uh, who's the other one? The Pike, the tight end, I think Zeke Pike. Yeah, ended up coming here. Yeah, I mean, from Al- he went to Auburn. He went to Auburn and he came here and never. I don't think ever played. He got a DUI like in his first semester as a early enrollee at, at Auburn. I mean, and yeah, he had a bunch of issues. If you're Brahmin, you want to keep the local ties. I say, if you want to say, hey. We'll give you a shot, but there's we're not gonna you know turn a blind eye to anything. Yeah, and if you if you can't keep your head on straight, then you know what you'll be you'll be out here quicker than you were here. So. And we have done the whole, we've done the second chance thing a lot, of, and sometimes it's worked out well, and uh, sometimes it hasn't. Uh, I can't. I don't think that this is going to be a take for U of L, but I could. No, be some, sometimes you get you know a, a player who who is an impact guy and goes to the NFL. Another one is eating you know weed out from underneath his car at a traffic stop. That happened. <laughs> it did happen. I also saw uh, two former members of the, I'm not going to say Super 6 uh, class. The first Chris Mack full recruiting class are back in the transfer portal. Josh Nickelberry is leaving LaSalle. He's got one year of eligibility left. Quinn Slazinski also, as expected, is leaving Iona. They both made that official today. Can we bring back the Super 6? Can we just bring them all back? In Aiden Gahan and his two points per game at Grand Canyon. We're like, did he get into the Grand Canyon game? Whenever the I don't think he did. I can't wait to see him play. I tried to watch it, but I couldn't. I didn't get to watch much of the game. Uh, I didn't watch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch much of the Gonzaga. I know he didn't play in their in their last two conference tournament wins. So I'm assuming he didn't get in the game. Well, they, remember they they actually made it a decent game by halftime. Like Gonzaga yeah, they, they let up. early. Yeah, Gonzaga. Well, Gonzaga jumped on him early, and I thought well, this is going to be a blowout. Grand Canyon was up like nineteen to twelve in the first half. Yeah, and, and, and Gonzaga, I think it was end up being a, like a one possession game at halftime, and then Zach just they ran the gas. Obviously, uh, let's see if he played. I don't. Did know. He? I'm going to be willing to play. Uh, he he did play four minutes. All right, see, no stats, one foul. I mean, well, the, the foul's a stat, right? Yeah, no, no points, no field goal attempts, no nothing, no anything. <laughs> Technically, else. that's a stat, right? He did play four minutes though. Hey, with a foul. He finished tournament, getting that tournament experience. He finished this season averaging 2.6 points and 3.3 rebounds. Bring him back. And still has almost as many tournament wins as Oscar Sheboy. He, he has not played. This was his career high in minutes per game. It was 9.9. Was, well, you, was 9.9 for the season? Yeah, minutes per game okay. for the season. <laughs> I thought for sure he'd have like. I mean, I thought he'd play well there. He showed I, glimpses of like being because he has the physical attributes. He's huge. It was just all about it was just he's raw, huge he and athletic no talent. Yeah, it, it was just a giant thing of putty. I mean, you could just teach it how to play basketball. Is the Bryce Drew problem? Is it? Is this, does he not know how to mold talent? Yeah, cause I, something tells me Dan Marley would have had this guy looking like Shaq. He'd have him in the NBA. Speaking of uh, college players, uh, did you see the Antoine Davis is upset now? No. Apparently, Antonio Davis. Apparently, he's mad, and he feels like certain members of the committee were, were 
conspired against him to keep him out of the tournament. The CBI committee? We have a CBI (laughs) selection controversy. I don't think he used the word conspiracy per se. Oh. I mean, he he leaned towards it. I want to say the quote of old guard, I want to say is the (laughs) the, the term he used. You you can look it up and, and, and correct me on this. But I want to say he's the term old guard in the in the tournament selection committee. Keep kept him out to prevent him from breaking Maravich's record. I just found the quote. Yeah, okay. It was, by the way, it had nothing to do with him going fourteen and nineteen. Yeah, they were a bad team. <laughs> they were the nine seed in the in their conference tournament. Uh, he said, "Quote: I'm upset about it. I feel like I got cheated out of something that they can't that they can't ever give back to me. I think it's selfish and weird yeah, okay. that people emailed or called the college basketball invitational to say we shouldn't be in the tournament because they didn't want me to break the record." You felt cheated. It is kind of weird that people I mean, people cared so much about this that they like emailed the committee and they're like, it's wrong. But also, if you're him, you didn't get cheated. You, you had five years. <laughs> and if you'd played better in your conference tournament second-round game, one, your team would have kept playing and you would have you know, you knocked off the top seed, Youngstown State. Two, you know, he shot like 9 of 28 in his last game. You went 14-19. Who cheated you? Exactly. You cheated yourself. I saw that go across the bottom screen. I thought, Antonio, don't. Don't do that. It's Antoine. Antoine, Antonio, uh, Anthony, whatever. It doesn't matter. You just don't do it. Don't say it. But speaking of breaking records, I don't think we brought this up, uh, which blew my mind of seeing uh, Kelly King Coleman's record here broken in the state. Yeah, I knew it was going down. For scoring. Uh, now, do, 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 is it a hater to say that this he, he's doing kind of like what Davis were – kids have been playing varsity since seventh grade. This is fifth year of varsity basketball. Yeah, that's not well, sixth year. Sixth year. That's yeah. not abnormal here in state. Like a lot of kids. Can I, do that. I know, but I mean, still, it's like I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything. I think King Kelly Coleman played before he was in high school too. Was I, mean, I thought he only did the three years though? I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, I know his average is outrageous. But yeah, of course. It also was like the 1950s. I mean, well, that's what the NBA wants to, is striving for today. To be the 1950s? Yeah, they want guys scoring 50 points on a regular basis. We saw Randall do it last night. I don't think they they want them doing it the way that King Kelly was doing. Maybe not. But it's, I don't know. I, I'm not hating. Like, I brought that up. Somebody was like, you see, the record got broken. I was like, he's been playing for six years. I mean, oh, you're a hater. I'm not hating on the kid. Congratulations. Listen, I'm sure he's not the first kid to play six years that came nowhere near breaking this record. But, yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of kids that play. Yeah. It's not a new thing. It's still an economy. I mean, O.J. Mayo was playing varsity, like, sixth grade. Exactly. Uh, Rose Hill. Um, well, he played six years of high school ball in four states. Yeah, four different schools. <laughs> I mean, he's bouncing around like a nomad. Yeah. Lyon, Billy Ca- Walker. Lyon County is the school, right? I, I yeah. can't remember the name of the kid that broke the record. Tyler something? Or, he was a T. Travis. Travis. Travis Perry. He gives it gives a T. I know that. I don't know if he's, like, being recruited anywhere. I know that there were a lot of people who were doing the thing where it's, like, if he's really good at bat- like. You know, UK needs to offer him, right? Like you know, he's scoring all these oh, points. Wow, but he is a he's a four star prospect. Okay. In the twenty twenty four class, so he's got another year left of, of high school basketball. Yeah, I mean he's gonna break this record. That's why I, said, I think he did. That's why I said five. He does have a scholarship offer from UK. Okay. He's got a scholarship offer from Michigan, Purdue, Vanderbilt, Virginia. Of course he does. Of course. Of why course. are we offering him? I don't know. Apparently we're not. I think that was the question that we got on the show a few weeks ago. Was like, why haven't yeah, we offered this kid. My guess would be that well, one, he's small, so it's not doesn't he's six one, six two, doesn't fit Kenny Payne's mold. Two, Payne probably feels like we've got no shot because he's going to go to UK. So you, does it mean you can't make a phone call? 
Well, I mean, you can offer. I mean, send the kid. Yeah, I mean, you can still you can still like swing by and say. But hello. you don't want the perception of we offered UK offered. He's picking UK, right? Oh, a kid from the backwoods of Kentucky picked Kentucky. Well, exactly. Over, uh, so shocking. why so why even get involved? Why even waste your time? I don't know. Maybe I don't know, maybe you can steal him. No, you can't. It's what you just said. Like what? What you just said? Yeah, don't is know if you don't try. You you know. I mean, you know he's. he's you not only go miss there. a thousand percent of the shots you don't take. That's not true at all. <laughs> he's gonna go there. There's no point. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Didn't King Coleman play at UK or did he? Did he went to like somewhere small. Didn't yeah, he? I think he went to like a like center or something. Yeah, like that. I, think, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it was, a, it was. He went to college. I know for a fact it was a smaller school though, like Danville or something. Um, now you. Maybe look it up. Kentucky Wesleyan. Kentucky what? Well, I mean, it's pretty. He was a second round NBA draft pick. Kentucky Wesleyan is pretty big uh, Division two school. Drafted by the Knicks, eleventh overall in second the second round. By the way, back then that's impressive. Eleventh overall. Yeah, you had. I mean, I know the team. There weren't as many teams, but you had like thirty rounds as well. He only played four years oh, okay. in the NBA. Sad. I know. I mean, the weird thing is, is we talked about with Davis breaking the record in ten years. You go, who owns the record? You'd still say Maravich, probably. I feel like no respect to the poor kid, but like in 15 years, you're still going to be like, who owns the, who, who's you, who's Kentucky's scoring record? King Coleman. I mean, it's just a name that's always been. Maybe it's because it's King Coleman. It just rings off the tongue. Maybe the tongue. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. that many people really know it to begin with. But you didn't. Know, well, you knew King Coleman. I, I did. But I did. Like, you did. I mean, the average fan I don't think knows that. Possibly could be wrong. I could. I could be underselling the popularity of them. Uh, I think they'd be overselling it. That's okay. I don't sell anything. <laughs> I'm a pack rat. If you, if you got it from me, you stole it. A uh, couple texts here before we end the, the second hour here. Text says, Jesus Christ, and sends in a link to a fa- fans of Louisville Facebook. Oh, they're, they posted the Sky Clark announcement and said, Kenny Payne is going to win championships. He, he might. I mean, uh, I love the optimism. I just, let's see. Let's see. Let's, let's see him. Let's win some games. Let's beat Bellman first. And then we'll focus on championships. I mean, I'm not I'm, again. Let's win. Let's just sweep the exhibition record. Let's beat Lenore Ryan. Yeah, let's just win. Let's win two exhibition games, and then we'll talk. Who we found out during the break when you and I were doing our looking up coaches. That's where Ryan Odom coached before UMBC was Lenore Ryan. <laughs> led him to the Sweet 16. And for those who didn't know, that led to us because we were talking about the Tobin Anderson Tobin who's taking the Iona Iowa, job. Yeah. He's going from Fairleigh Dickinson to Iona, which seems like a you know, it's a little bit of a gamble for a proud program in Iona, but. It's so weird to think, I mean, yeah, but Iona is, like, when you talk mid-majors, they're, like, the upper echelon of mid-majors. They own that conference. They, they've yeah, owned I mean, the MAC for forever. Um, they've been nationally relevant for a long time. Yeah, it's 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 one of the better low-major jobs for sure. Oh, man, yeah. Texas, if Titus invites you on to declare UofL the winner of the offseason, please respectfully decline. It seemed to go downhill after you went on last summer, and he declared UofL the winner. They both did it, and I went on the show, and I was like, I don't think you guys are really following what's happening. <laughs> They're like, how excited are you? I'm like, yeah, people are, are kind of excited. I'm like, we need to get some more players. Um, Texas, I have a very vague memory of being a small kid at some sort of Louisville event and Rick Patino seeing me and shaking my hand as he walked by. Could it have been 22 years today? Well, maybe that would have been cool. I don't know why I also think about the first, like, I guess, open practice it did where it's like, anytime we hit a three, I want everyone to stand up and yell, Three. No, that was the the, the midnight, midnight madness. madness. Event yeah, well, it was open Remember, practice. We went back and found like those the, the rules that were out there in the oh, sheet. Did we, we did that <laughs> early in the show because you always bring that up because I was there and it was like it, it's like the most embarrassing. Like it, you could tell right away. Oh, it was like so we're not going to do this. It was like 
Everybody says, you turn around and say, who? When they start other starting lineup, I'm like, no, nobody's going to do that. The only thing matched by it was I went to I went to a Rams-Eagles game um, the year Michael Vick was our starter, so whatever, like 2000, whatever year it was, 2010, 11. And, uh, like, we get there. It's, I mean, St. Louis has had a team now. They won a Super Bowl. They've been there for, like, 11 years. And, like, as they're going into, like, the kickoff, they run this video thing about they're going over what they call their Ram rules. It's like, Ram rules, number 12. When a quarterback on the other team is sat is hit from hit by our guy, we yell sack. <laughs> and I just started looking at my uncle John, who's a Rams fan. I just looked at me, he's like, This is freaking embarrassing, man. I'm like, That's terrible. <laughs> it was the most third time they would lose, I would text him like, Ram rules number eleven. We suck. <laughs> uh Texture says Royal Ivy has the same qualifications as Kenny Payne. Yet there isn't a large percentage of UT fans, media, and boosters bullying the AD into hiring him, unlike Louisville with Kenny Payne last year. Royal Ivy coaching? He's an assistant, I think, somewhere. Well, look, if— I remember Royal Ivy. Great name. If Mike Begeese had taken us to the Sweet 16, potentially the Final Four, I think there would have been some more love for Mike Begeese getting the full-time job. Ronnie Terry's going to get that job because he's killed it with with Texas. I mean, they, they're a two-seed. They're in the yeah, Sweet so 16. Yeah, a pretty decent team. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's yeah, a different out, situation. Yeah, they went out and bought a, a championship-level team last year. I mean, that's what they did. Well, and they brought back some guys who were Yeah, really but, I mean, good. their main guy, I mean, Carr was, I mean, he brought him back, but he was also a transfer that they brought in originally. I mean, Dylan Dessou has been there for his Hunter, all his Rice years. are both transfers, I believe. I, I'm no Hunter is, obviously. Rice is a transfer, isn't he? Uh, I don't know about that. Dessou is, I know not. Is he okay? I mean, um, I mean their starters are transfers, but. I would assume at least three are transfers on that team. But he's done a great job. Like they've my point is it's a different situation than the one Louisville was in. But speaking of hypothetical Louisville, <laughs> can we answer the, the guy's question real quick well, before you just keep okay. moving on? He's, Better I, question, maybe. Next I time. don't think that Royal Ivy <laughs> first of all, Royal Ivy is a lot younger than Kenny Payne is. He is. He graduated from Texas in like oh four. So it, it's not apples to orange, but I, I get your overall point where you're saying like Kenny Payne was not qualified to get this job. I, I understand where you're trying to compare it to, but Payne had a little bit more of a resume and also this reputation for being an insane recruiter, being instrumental in all those Kentucky classes. It's a little bit different than a guy who's been like a lifetime NBA assistant since his playing days ended, if that makes sense. Uh, by the way, Dylan Mitchell is the only, the only star that isn't a transfer. What about DeSue? He's a transfer from Vanderbilt. Is he? Yeah. I just totally forgot that. Uh, well, I think it was maybe, maybe correct that. Yeah, Vanderbilt, he played you. That is the second year at Texas, but yeah, of all of their six top scorers, only one is not a transfer. It's the way, it's the, way of the world now. I mean, but I mean, that's Texas. I mean, Texas is kind of it's everybody though. Yeah, that's true. But Texas has kind of really embraced the whole Jim Beheim, we're going to buy a team thing, and I mean, they went out and got their coach. So I'm not downing what Rodney Terry's done. I'm just saying he's fell into a much better situation than than than, than, than Pagese did. My hypothetical though, what if we had kept Pagese? And we have this year, this year, the way we did. And we do let him go. He's gone, yeah. We'd probably hire Kenny Payne now. Would we have hired Kenny Payne now, or would this have opened the door for bringing Pacino back? No, we probably we would have hired Kenny Payne, I think. You think it would just be Kenny Payne yeah. no matter what? I do. So we, we were just better off getting this bad year out of our way. I guess, if you want to look at it that way. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think we would have hired any. I think we would have been in the exact same situation. Okay. We would have just been, people would have just been more pissed. People would be more excited for Kenny Payne than they even were last. Because we played the hypothetical with the football. Like, what if we let Trino go one year earlier? We would, we'd gotten Brom right away, and then we could have gotten Rondo Moore, and yada, 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 and DoorDash. You know, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I was thinking about that one day. Let's take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hours up next, we can relive some of our takes from the beginning of the show on Louisville's win over Texas uh, yesterday and also some more thoughts from you guys on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number three is on the way next here on I'm going to say something to you that you always say to me. Okay. Do you remember this music video? I do. It was kind of creepy. Well. <laughs> remember they, were like, they had like the part where they are like kind of like vampires? I'm not watching the video right now because I'm using the uh, audio from the, the, the pictures of the ladies. Uh-huh. I do vaguely remember the video. It didn't stick out too much as the uh, the one where they're like doing the, uh, the, the, the model walk. You know. I don't remember that. Oh, uh. Uh, song want to hear about it? Here it goes. Free your mind. And the rest will. F- yeah. yeah that, that's where they're like on doing like a catwalk. Okay. You know? Now, this one I always think. <laughs> I'll never hear this song and not think of Jamie Foxx. Why? Did, you never watched In Living Color, really, did you? I did. Was, was it? Because I can't make. I was young, but I watched. My yeah, parents were big I could see it. it being maybe a little over your head at that age. I mean, you should go back and rewatch it. It's hilarious. And the early Jamie Foxx ones where he do the the uh, the Wanda character. I remember the Wanda. And the character. Wanda yeah, apparently like the storyline was Wanda was like the fifth uh, member of In Vogue. They kicked her out before they got famous, and then like, she gets in the backstage. And she's like, "Come on, girls, remember? Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it." Roo, roo, roo. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wanda. <laughs> We're well, at 5 o'clock hour here at the Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh, we've talked a lot today. We A little bit of every major sport. We talked women's yeah, basketball yeah. at the start, some men's basketball recruiting notes in the middle, and then some football uh, we're about to get to here. Spring football starts today. And we got an injury update from – I like. Uh, do you still get the emails from Rocco, or are you off the list? <laughs> I think I'm off the Rocco list, yeah. Well, Rocco sent an email. He was basically Kenny like, would send me the stuff, but Rocco I think would. Kenny would. Kenny still sends some stuff. Well, now that Zach Greenwell doing the basketball stuff, but Rocco, he sent out, a, basically it was like, don't get used to this, but we're letting you know some injury stuff, so there aren't questions that are asked when spring practice starts. So we found out today the following players aren't going to participate at all okay. in, in spring practice. Uh, Uriah Lanier, who we, we haven't seen uh, much of, MG Guy, MG Guy, but the two big ones, Mason Riger, who played big-time snaps last year on the defensive line, the former walk-on from, I think, Manuel? I know he's a local kid. I think he was a walk-on, got the scholarship before last year. And then wide receiver Chris Bell, the freshman who played some big-time snaps down the stretch last season, was really good in the bowl game. Uh, he's not, they're not going to play at all in spring practice. And two of those guys, 
are expected to be, you know, starters or guys who are going to play big time, big time snaps this year. Now, the following players, they're going to miss the start of practice because they're rehabbing from injuries, but they could be available at some point during the spring. Uh, wide receiver Jaden Thompson, one of the transfers. Uh, DB Josh Minkins, who's a big deal. DB Quincy Riley, also a big deal. And then probably the one that people are talking about the most, Pierce Clarkson, uh, the quarterback, the highly touted freshman quarterback out of St. John Bosco, who was kind of the centerpiece of this big recruiting class, got this whole thing going. According to Rocco, he broke his toe, but he should be back in a limited basis by the end of practice. But this does suck for you've got the six open practices. Fans are excited to go out there to watch this team for the first time. I'm sure Clarkson was one of the guys that they were most excited to see, and he's not going to be out there, at least at the beginning. But hopefully he can get out there, get going by the spring game. But you would think that this would be – I know Jeff said – we're not giving anybody starting positions before practice starts. It's not the way that we do things. But this would – Jack Plummer's got to be the guy at this point. I mean, Jeff – he true. said we brought him in here to do a job, sort of implying that we brought him in here to be our starter. Clarkson, maybe there was a chance that he was going to just have the goods as a true freshman, especially since he was enrolling early. But with him being limited in the spring, I can't imagine that he's going to be a – significant threat to take away the job. So this this should be Jack Plummer's game. But kind of a bummer that we're just not going to be able to, to see him, hear any practice reports about how he's doing, at least for these first few weeks. Yeah, I'd like to get a little glimpse. I mean, even if a little taste. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I'll sit there and people might point out, I've, I've said you can't you take nothing really from it to a degree. But, you know, you just want to get away with it without getting injured, injuries. But it's still, it'd be nice to get, just to get, you know, let's see a, a few, you know, freelance passes. Well, it's more important for the behind the stuff that we don't see. It's more important for him to get acclimated to practicing at this level, to start getting used to the playbook, to yeah. to get the reps, to get the stamps. That's more important than how he goes out and performs in the spring game. But I do think, I mean, you can take away things from these practices with your own eyes in, in the spring game. For instance, I remember I went to the the practice the year that Demarcus Smith was brought here as a uh, not Demarcus Smith, but Marcus Smith was brought here as a quarterback. And I saw him throw like three passes, and I was like, well, he's not a quarterback. <laughs> he's, he, he's not going to be playing quarterback next season. Sure enough, they move him pretty quickly to defensive line, and he winds up being a fantastic first-round pick for your Philadelphia Eagles. But you know, you, every we now and then— We could have taken Teddy. Every now and then— We could have taken Teddy. <laughs> you see things where you're like— yeah, like that, that guy's probably not a quarterback. Or, conversely, the ball kind of snaps off that guy's wrist a little bit more than I thought it was going to. He looks like he might be able to play. So I, I would have liked to have seen Pierce, but the more important thing is that he's ready to go by the time we get to you know, actual practice, fall camp. Uh, he's healthy to go. And then you, know, you worry about the other guys, too. I mean, while Clarkson's maybe the biggest name, Riley and Minkins, that's two guys that— you're probably expecting to start in your secondary who are banged up. Jaden Thompson was a big deal coming over here to play wide receiver. You thought he was going to help you out a lot. Riger and Bell we just talked about. Like Those are six players that are pretty key, or I guess five players that are pretty key to your success next season that are banged up. And look, spring injuries are nothing new. I think a lot of coaches will err on the side of caution. If you're at all dinged up, this is the time to get healthy. And if you had off-season surgery to get ready for something, a lot of times that's going to mean that you're out for the spring and then you'll be back to 100% by the time the August rolls around. So maybe it's not the biggest thing in the world. The only specific injury that we know about is that Clarkson broke a toe. So the other ones, we don't know like what Chris Bell's dealing with. We don't know what Mason Rager's dealing with. We don't know 
um, Thompson, Minkins, Riley, what they're out with. But it makes you a little bit nervous to see those names. But I'm, I'm, I appreciate the transparency from U of L football here going into spring. And yeah, and if, you know what? If you, if you got to sit them for a few practices, it really helps the season out. Out Oh, for sure, no question. I, I just saw also um, uh, unrelated note. Marquise Noel tweeted out, "Just spoke to Coach Cal. We are good." Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Fist emoji, hand patting head emoji, one hundred percent emoji. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I, I this this one threw me off for a second. I think it's a salute, actually. Like, it's the salute. You know, the hand patting head would be it would seem to be more derogatory stuff, but the salute. Patrick that's, that's sent me different. the half a face of salute one the other day. I was like, what is this? Like, what's the like, half what's the half face? It was like it was like a salute. It was like saluting the, the smiley face, but it was only half the head face. I don't, I don't know what that is. I didn't get it either. I was like, where's the other half? Can I admit something? Can I do an old man admit right now? Yeah. At, at five uh, five twelve. So my I'm like you. My phone is is old. I refuse to get a new one just well, because. Well, mine's semi new. I, I finally got my new one. So you, you maybe not have don't have this problem. Yeah, because I got an iPhone 13, but before that I had an iPhone 7. So my phone is like, I think like three years old at this point. You're, you're supposed to get a new one every two years, I yeah, guess. Yeah, something like that. And it's gotten to the point now where it's so old that it won't update to the new iOS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for the last like month, I've been seeing a lot. iPads like that. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people putting out tweets that have like an emoji that's just a question mark in a box. <laughs> and I find, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't get this new thing. Like, I don't understand. And I finally Googled it like two weeks ago where I was like, what is the new meme about question mark in a box? And I just realized it pops up as a question mark when you haven't updated your system to see the new updated <laughs> emojis. They all show up as question marks. And I've never felt more like an, just a completely outdated old man. I was like, what's the new question mark emoji about? <laughs> Just turns out I'm not seeing any of the new emojis because my phone is so old. What are emojis you're not be able to see? I don't know, but like, like I kept seeing like a couple times people would quote tweet my tweets with just like the question mark emoji, and at first I was like, "What the hell?" Like this, <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. And then it became this thing where I'm like, "Like this is good, but I don't understand it." And then I was like, "Oh, you're an idiot." It's just everybody's got newer phones than you do. You need a new phone. I do need to get a new. Mary's been saying that for like a year and a half. I mean, but in, my, in fairness, I'm kind of with you. Like, I didn't get, I didn't go from my seven to my thirteen until it just got to the point where my phone with the battery didn't work half the time. They do that on purpose. The uh, they run I, that I mean, error I, code. My, my signal was just so horrible. Like, I would, I'd sit out here and try to like do some music, and it would take me. I, I, it would just, the, the the process would just get. I mean. My biggest but, issue is like the speaker on my phone. Like when I take videos of like the kids or if I'm trying to play music, then, it's like so bleepy now. It's so, so crappy that I like you can't even hear anything. And that's annoying. And no, I need more I also need more space. I went out and spent all the money. I was like, give me the newest phone you got, the thirteen Pro Plus. Give me every phone in the I was store. I was like, give me the fanciest thing. <laughs> and uh and then I'm like, this'll last me a while. And then of course, you know, now they work them out with fourteen. I'm like, oh, that's how I, I got the new one when I and I think like two months later I was like, I didn't know there was a new one coming I out. Mean, I think when I got the seven I think before the seven I had was like a three. I mean, it was I seem to go about three or four years without having to until they make me. And they're gonna imagine make me do this one too. Uh no, I was when you were when you were talking, I looked down. The, on the Twitter scroll, like at the very bottom of my Twitter scroll, I only could see like the very, it was the Joe, it was Joe Shad's tweet. And all I could see was all NFL teams passed on Lamar Jackson. And I'm like, what the hell? And I scrolled down and it was, it was a quote tweet of the, of Aaron Wilson from the Broncos cut by Broncos defensive back. Lamar Jackson went unclaimed off. Oh. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> That's actually hilarious. At the bottom I saw, I saw was the virtual. I was like, the hell happened to Lamar Jackson? And 
turns out, yeah, defensive backs. We went to Nebraska, I believe. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a few texts here before we do anything in the segment. If you missed it, we talked about the we talked the first half hour about the women's win over Texas last night, and then the the, the following dust up in the handshake line between uh, Sonia. It was barely even a dust up, really, right? I mean, it, it, like no one was had to be separated per se. I mean, no, it it was, but because it involved Haley Van Lith, and because it's like you said, because it's it's women fighting, it, it generates some national headlines. Which, like I said, the the numbers. Let me check real quickly. I did that quick, like, 300-word write-up on breaking down the the dust-up between Haley Van Lith. Our website has more than twice as many, twice as much traffic as any of the other websites on SB Nation today. <laughs> and it's all just because of that post, just because of that quick little write-up. That's how much national interest there is in Haley Van Lith getting into a uh, little bit of a look at you kerfuffle. The game. Yeah, I mean, I, look. I know a good potential blog when I see one. I was like, it was last night. My first rodeo. The kids went down to sleep. I'm like, I got to write something about this. Like, you got to, you got to capitalize when you, when you can. Did you get to bed early last night? Say what? Did you get to bed? I early? tried to. I mean, earlier than I had been. I've been going to bed at like 4:35 with the games the last. Yeah, since no. Wednesday. You, you said like last night you get the kids down early. I tried. I, I ended up going because I still had to get some stuff done. I ended up. I fell asleep about one, which was, was that's nice. not too bad. But then I also like I took Virginia to school and I came back home and I crashed on the, the couch downstairs. I was like, I got to get some more sleep. Uh, so it was nice to catch. Up. I also just didn't feel good. We had Al in here coughing yesterday. I was like, if Al gets me sick, I'm gonna be. Did Al get you sick? I'm hoping not. I woke up with a little bit of a sore throat. I mean, you're not gonna do anything to him. I, yeah, no. I was like, how do I, do, like, how do I finish that sentence? If Al got me sick, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I love Al. I wouldn't even care if he got me sick. Al, he's so nice. He's so nice. There's somewhere as a fan from a con be like, wish you got me sick. He's going to call that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who would do anything for I him. I still wish he'd had some like random other like, coworker wrestler, like like have the boogeyman or somebody call him. Like, or, or do like you say, call him at like three in the morning and be like, no I, questions asked. I need, I, need, I, need, I need a pineapple, a shovel. And a, and a DVD of season two of Full House right now. <laughs> I would just be like, I, I'd love a milkshake from Steak and Shake right now. I would ask for this three random items. Cheesecake on a stick from White Castle. Like, those are 99 cents. Those things you are said so anything. underrated. I told you they're great. They're fantastic. But I always feel weird ordering it. I don't. I don't know why. Like I feel abnormal ordering a cheese stick on a stick. I don't. Cheesecake on a stick, excuse me. But the, the whole point of, uh, I, I guess, the... The the handshake kerfuffle is one. Sonya Collins is is a loser. Sonya Morris is, is a loser. Two loser. I don't think that she was talking about honorable mention. The more that I watch, the more that I see. I do think that she says, "Call me witch again, and I'll whoop your ass." And that also kind of explains why Haley didn't really want to talk about that much after the game. Which well, also you don't want to why why give any. TV time to the team exactly. to beat by 25 points. Exactly. I, I, I like the way that she handled the whole thing. Um, I mean, she's just trying to keep her name in the spotlight. But I do think if she had, if it had been a diss about honorable mention, I think Haley may would have had more to say after the game. I think she maybe wouldn't have taken such a high road. But I also love her teammates going after the girl afterwards. Not the, the, the other underrated thing about the whole video that I did not bring up at the beginning of the show is the look on the girl's face behind Sonya Morris where she's like, I don't. I don't really want to get into this. Like, I. I don't want to be a part of this. Like, just let's. Why. Why am I right behind Sonya in the handshake line? What am I going to learn? And Morris is the. She's the first person in the handshake line. She. She knew she was going to do this. Yeah. She. She grabs her hand a little. bit. She grabs right her. Hand. Hand. She makes sure that she can't just walk by. Exactly. Yeah. Like she. Look, the game was over in the fourth quarter. She had the whole fourth quarter to think about this. She was like, from, from like the last thirty minutes uh, of the game on. Typical nerd fashion. 
you don't get you, you, you chicken out, you don't get to accomplish it, and you spend the whole time thinking about what you should have said. It's such a said. loser mentality. Well, I mean, it's not the, her first rodeo. She was on the bench with us up by 50 going to the fourth <laughs> quarter when she was at DePaul after she got herself thrown out for a technical. I mean, Haley could look there like, I'm a, if you say it again, I'm going to whoop you. I mean, Haley could be like, like, we just whooped you. Yeah, I mean, 22 points, <laughs> I mean, which is what her, what her brother said when they panned him in the crowd. He's like, he's like, you just got your ass kicked. Like, what What are you talking? The look on her mom's Tanner. face, too. The look on her mom's face is like, what just, like, what, what is happening right now? I was getting you, the, the dad. Tanner! Tanner! <laughs> Such a dad moment. You can tell he's like, he, you can tell he's upset, too, but also, come on, Tanner. Don't use that language. Tanner went to Grand Canyon, apparently. Did he? Yeah, I saw that last night. Go, uh, go Lopes. Maybe big Aiden Gahan fan. He is. That was but the jersey he was wearing. All that matters is Texas gets to watch us on Friday from Seattle. Cards yeah. take on Ole Miss. Five versus eight game. It's going to be a late night. Plan your schedules accordingly. Get the coffee ready. Get whatever you can. It's going to be an approximate 10 p.m. tip Friday oh, night. It's going to be fun. As Louisville. I mean, this is, yeah, you and I thrive in these situations. You more than I do these I mean, days. this is the first time I think in I don't know how long I've spent a Friday night, late night Friday night with the ladies. Yeah, well, like I like it's been probably twenty years. <laughs> I think I got myself a date. I can't. Not one, not two, twelve. <laughs> Five versus eight game. Not the the, the one seed matchup that Louisville yeah. may have been anticipating. They'll take on the eight seeded Ole Miss at the bottom of the bracket. Uh, the earlier game is going to be second seeded Iowa. They have held firm to their seed, held true to their seed. They'll take on six seeded Colorado, which upset Don Staley and Duke. Last night in the uh, other second round game, so Don Staley was a Southern South Carolina's coach. I thought she was a Duke. Who's South Carolina's coach? Why are you making me? Why are you making me doubt this right now? Uh, Kara Lawson's at Duke. Thank you. That, yeah, you Don Lawson's at, at South Carolina. Kara Lawson's at is at Duke. Yeah, and uh, Don Staley is Don South Staley. Carolina. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say she, she's being shoved down my throat every commercial. She, exactly. Break. Yes, I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. Kara Lawson is at Duke. She was a big deal when she went there, and she's doing a great job. But they got upset last night. Thank you. Um, I do recognize that name, too, though. Yeah, I mean, she was because she used to do a bunch of ESPN studio stuff. And there was a whole. Oh, that's probably, yeah. She was kind of like, the, she had the Steve Kerr thing going where everybody knew she was going to be a great coach. It was just like, who's going to get her and when does she want to do this? And then when she finally got there, she's done a, a terrific job. Oh, so she took over for someone who built everything for her and she just grabbed the reins without building it herself? No. Like Steve Kerr did? Come on. Like Mark Jackson? Yeah, everyone says Mark Jackson deserves. Mark Jackson didn't get enough credit for what he did at Golden State. How many championships did he win? Well, he didn't have a chance. Yeah, exactly. He got fired before he got, he got the Paul Westhead treatment in L.A. There became Riley. <laughs> Ridiculous take. Even though Westhead actually won a title. Uh, 502-414-1450. We'll take a couple of texts here as we wrap up the first segment of the last hour. Text that I need Trevor's opinions on <laughs> on Trump's impending arrest, please. He's no, not you. getting arrested. People, let it go. I see this all over Twitter. It's Trump arrest, Trump arrest. It's because Trump says, I know I'm getting arrested. He's not going to go to jail. Let it go. Well, that's two different things. Do you think he's going to get arrested? Possibly, but he's not going to go to jail. I, I mean, that's, a safe, that's, that's the safe bet I, right now. I, I will bet you right now he's not. The same reason three years ago I had to listen to my buddy talk about how Matt G- Gates is going to spend 20 years in prison. Guy's yet to serve one sentence and is probably not going to serve one at all. Well, he got out. They, they, yeah, they didn't and, I knew, and I knew he was getting out when it happened. And, and, and I love some of my my extremists on some political parties, but they're like, dude, just well. To be fair, like let, this let, this started because Trump said I'm going to be arrested next week on Tuesday. Oh, did he say I didn't hear? Him yeah. That, yeah. So we'll see if it, it hasn't happened yet. I'm assuming it's not going to happen. I mean, I've been seeing now. the Trump going to prison stuff on Twitter for like six years now. Well, <laughs> that's both sides too, though. I mean, they have the, you know 
arrest Hillary, lock her up. Lock oh, her. It's well, gonna I know. Yeah. Both, like, I, I love how that's become the de facto for both sides. When somebody does anything, they're like, lock he's up. going to jail. <laughs> arrest him. Like, they're, not, they're not going to jail. <laughs> get, like, guess what? Fauci's not going to jail either. No. Trump's probably not going to go to jail either. See, Matt Gates is not video, going to jail. They got popular yesterday on Twitter. No. He went like to somebody's door, like promoting the vaccine, and the guy kind of put him in his place a little bit. The guy, well, I mean, it was, well, I wouldn't say he put him in his place, but he just kind of gave Bouchy the whole runaround, you know. The whole runaround? Yeah. yeah. Then Bouchy just gave up and was like, walked away. <laughs> well, he's going to jail. Arrest him for going door to door. Why is, why is Fauci going door to door talking know, about the vaccine? A, that's a really good question in its own right. Like, <laughs> he's really... oh, it's a video from like two years ago. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Everything that goes viral these days, I feel like, again, on both sides, I'll do the referee thing. Every time something goes viral, like you scroll down the comments, you're like, this is from 2017. It's always something that's like people rehash as if it's just happened. There, there's something I saw recently. I can't remember what it was. And I wanted to say it's something to you about it. And I was, it was a skit video skit that was I thought was hilarious. That was off like a comedy show. And I was going to send it to you. And I thought, I'm going to send it to him. He's going to be like, yeah, I remember that. It was everywhere like five years ago. I'm like, well, I just saw it today. <laughs> I mean, it happens to me too. Like, I always check the comments because I'm like, did this just happen? Or like, you read it and it's like, this story is actually from 2020. And you're like, yeah. Uh, uh, there's uh. a skit where the guy's at like the uh, airport and he's getting his bag. And the, the security guy's like, have you seen his bag been in your possessional time? He's like, yes. He's like, have you seen anybody touch? He's like, no. And he goes on this big story. He's like, no one has ever seen this bag. Everything in this bag, around this bag is bun by me. No one but me. I did everything with this bag. It's never been anywhere else. And the guy's like, well, can I look in? He's like, no. He's like, why? Because it's full of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh. Like, that's a great I haven't skit. seen that one. Uh, the, the internet has just made me. Like, I'm cynical about everything now. Like, anytime I see, I'm like, that's fake. That's like, it's fake. Like, it takes. Yeah, I, I need like. I'm like the, the Chappelle skit. Like, I, to believe anything, I'm like, I need five sources of approval. I'm holding up an ID. Holding up like today's <laughs> newspaper, showing me that. It, I just because you know, everything ends up being fake these days. Uh, 502-414-1450. Thornton's tax line. Reminder, Thornton's has given you... Why that texter get us stuck on that I know. rant? 32-ounce <laughs> drinks. They, they knew what they were doing. 32-ounce yeah. drinks for just 89 cents these days. That's what Thornton's is doing. Uh, Texas says, I just think it's awesome. CBS and ESPN work together so that the city of Louisville can watch regional men's games Friday here and our women's games that night. There you Say, go. huh? They're talking about the time. Oh, yeah. That works out perfectly. I thought the same thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because when is the, the games on Friday? Whether it's they're always, well, you wouldn't be able to get home right. You the second get, one's at like nine, I think. Yeah, it, it it'll be like I think the first game tips at like six six forty. The second game usually will tip it off around nine o'clock, so you wouldn't get to watch all of it. But like also, but I think the second one is Princeton, so you could leave early. Maybe <laughs> Princeton, Creighton, <laughs> Creighton probably wins handily, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I think who do you think out of the four fan bases? I guess Princeton's out here. The three fa- big fan bases. Who do you think brings the most fans? Probably Alabama. I think it's gonna be Creighton. I think Creighton fans. Really? Are gonna, I think they'll have the most here. I think Bama will be well. I could be underselling. I could be underselling my 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 knowledge of Creighton fan base. But they're I mean, they're pretty like they they have a seventeen thousand seat arena. They sell out pretty much every game. They're I think they're top ten in attendance the last like twenty years. I think they're like number six in attendance right now. Just for the longest time, I thought of Creighton. The only thing I thought of was Benoit Benjamin. I thought of them beating us who, in the ninety nine. Who tournament. was just the random number three pick in the nineteen eighty seven draft out of Creighton? Benoit Benjamin. And because like, as a kid, like, who, what the hell's a Creighton? Like, I, I knew who he was. Sonics took him number three overall. And I'm like, I knew he was a big seven-footer, but I was like, who, what the hell's a Creighton? I saw on the first day of the tournament on Thursday, I, I get email updates from this this company, 19.9. They make, like, really cool 
basketball stuff. Like they have like vintage shorts. Uh, right. It's expensive, but like it's it's cool stuff. And I get the email and I get the they, they tag me in their tweet where it's like we just we have they had an underdogs rollout all for the first week of the tournament and it was the 1999 Creighton Blue Jays rollout. They're like they upset Louisville. Here's the they they like vintage shorts and the dirt and I was like. Really, I'm trying to get ready for the tournament. I don't uh, need this. I don't need this right now. Now they had the little. Now I, I could be wrong. We've talked about this before, but did the kid from Mayo was on that team, right? The Johnny Mathis, the singer. Well, not to be his sister was the one that played at UK. I don't remember them having a kid. From, I I mean I don't. I don't his sister that. was something else, Mathis, and she played at UK and was really. Good. Is there an Audio Mathis? Or something yeah, something like, like that. Her name like she that? was yeah. really, and he was decent. At, 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 and the only reason I really remember his name is because probably that it's because it matches the singer, but. Yeah, he was not on that team. Oh, he wasn't? Okay. He, he, went, played, to, he went to Mail, though. He, was a, he did play at Mail. Yeah. He graduated in 05. Oh, okay. So he was after that. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking he was younger. He was a JUCO transfer. He went to Dixie State and then went to – he was there. He played there for two seasons, 04 and 05. Okay, sorry. I, th- I was thinking he was younger. But he is the, the brother of that uh, of the girl who played at UK. Who was a lot better than maybe he was. She was great, yeah. Uh, and it she is was real good. Adia, yeah. yeah. Or Adia. Uh, Texture says, bring Brom to the Rutherford show. No. Not Brian. Well, we bring all the Brahms but Brian. All the Brahms but Brian. We're going to actually bring him on here for like a big photo op. Yeah. And Brian, and we're going to put Brian outside the window. He'd lean like, me in. Like, like, a, like a true sicko. Oh, how awesome. He could look like the stand-up and like three men and a baby out there. The thing like, is. We'll put like a little teardrop rolling down his eye on it. The thing is, his wife, I love Ashley. His wife is, is very cool. She'd be 100% about it. She would I mean, love doing it. Brian would not do it. She might have to make him. We'll have all of us sitting around like in a circle, like making like like expressions, like we're good in like deep discussion. Talk, yeah, we have enough mics in here. We can all just do it. And Brian's just, and in, Brian's the window, just in the window, looking in. peering in. He's got the like the Indian tear rolling down. His single tear. <laughs> Texas, my girlfriend in fifth grade got me that SWV cassette tape for Valentine's Day. Oh, fifth grade romance! I hear you. Kinking tonight. I would- got so many things on my mind. I never seen a guy so fine. I like the way you do me, do me. <laughs> they didn't work in subtleties, SWV. Uh, text says, Mike, someone told me the transfer rule changed, and if someone had already transferred, they can't transfer again and be eligible immediately. Is that the case? It is. I thought that was, yeah. They need a waiver, though, and the NCAA has not. They granted everybody's waiver last year. Like Matt Cross, for instance, transferred to us from Miami. He was immediately eligible uh, last year, and then he transferred to UMass, asked for a waiver, got it. I think – I don't think, to my knowledge, the NCAA didn't deny anybody. I don't think they're waiting. I can't remember. I, I like curious who's the last person they did deny. It's poor Tyler Sharp from from Northern Kentucky, who what was a walk on here and was then he? became a superstar at, at NKU. He wanted one more year because he played like three minutes in one game as a walk on. He's like, I shouldn't have eligibility taken away for that, and they denied the, the waiver. They denied that. When was that? It was like two years ago. Okay, it seems like everything post-COVID. Post-COVID, been, they've been like, yeah, whatever. We don't I care mean, they anymore. they got like a rubber stamp. Everybody like hates us anyway. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're good. It's going to be fine. Texas, how long till we find out the heinous crime veto committed that UK is trying to cover up? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it was heinous. I mean, Whatever probably, it is, we're not going to find out what it was. Probably not. Unless, well, unless, he, has, unless he actually gets arrested or something. There will be like rumors, and then nobody will either confirm or deny it, and then it will just move on. But a very good chance the rumors are mostly odds are true. I mean, Texas, I'm late to the show, so maybe it's been mentioned, but Davion McKnight is in the portal. He is. He is. And we did. He's going to be hopefully portaling his way here. Texas, if you all had satirically made a li- had to make a list of cat rules for Kentucky fans, like the Ram rules that TK just mentioned, <laughs> what would they be? 
<laughs> I mean, just throw L's down every time you're on camera. Yeah. <laughs> don't give the finger to the opposing fan base. I mean, no, yeah, L's down. Yell meow. Who let the cats out? <laughs> let the cats out. True story. I was at a UK football game. My buddy Paco. And Use boy. Grove Street Party in every Instagram video <laughs> that you make. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Can, can Kentucky fans like give the C for Cal? Maybe like instead we do. Can they just be the Alistair? Drilled your mic. It's a backwards C. <laughs> it's the first thing I've drilled in years. Which one? Which one is? I don't think they want to throw the C up for C. I don't think they want to throw the C up for Cal these days. I mean, they want to throw the S up for Stoops. Like a little bit of that. Because we need the YouTube cameras. Any day now. I'm trying to do an S, but I feel like I'm doing a gang sign over here. Well, they all kind of look like gang signs, yeah. <laughs> this is the I'm, widest moment I'm in the history sure of the show. you as just we, gave me a B for blood. As we try to do that. I'm cuss. That's, that's the, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever do this back in the day The when you do the, like, the West Side? Oh, I could do the, yeah. Everybody was, yeah. Oh, God. What are we doing? <laughs> that's, those are I'm your cat rules. I'm not nerdy. I could do a West yeah. Side. Check this out, friends. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen this before? I know what a C stands for. Um, what were you saying? What was your story that you were getting? Oh, into? I was. We were at the football game, and uh, this, this older lady was in front of us, and they started playing like "Who Let the Dogs Out." This is, you know, it was, it was still, you know, Commonwealth Stadium, and uh, I just remember her looking like they don't need to be playing this. They should be playing yeah. "Who Let the Cats Who Let out? the Cats Out." And like me and Mark, and keep in mind we're pretty drunk already at this point. Probably, I think this was the Auburn game where we got lost trying to find our car. And we end up falling. As- <laughs> I end up falling asleep in a yard like near the stadium. Uh, but yeah, she just turns around. And she's like, "Who let the cats out?" Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and, we're, and we're trying so hard to like be nice and yet not be like insultingly laugh right at her. We're like, "That's that's awesome, lady. Do it again." She's like meow, 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 meow. <laughs> oh God, that's actually incredible. Honestly, I'd respect them more if they did that. I would be cool. That's that should be a cat rule. <laughs> cat rules. Texas, Trevor, if you think the Ram rules were bad, go to a Titans home game. Every positive play for them, they put a Spartan from the movie 300 <laughs> on the screen and yell, "Ow, ow!" It's awful. I've been to one Titans or, home game. I've been to one Titans home game. I went and saw them, the Eagles play down there. And I think I told you, just like, I never even went to my seat because like, I had an upper level seat and I was like, I just stopped in the middle area where we were allowed to smoke. And just stayed there the entire time and watched the whole game from like the middle terrace. I don't know if it's still like this. I've been to two. We, got, we lost that game, by the way. I've been to two Nashville Predators games, and I don't know if they've changed this. They both were around the same time. Like it was like oh three oh four, but every time they did something good, like it was like goal scored or they got a penalty. They're on a power play. Anything positive, they would just play. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And like it was like John Michael Montgomery on the big screen, like with his guitar, like dancing. And they were very into it. I kind of liked it, but it was it got a little bit old after a while. <laughs> and that song was everywhere around that time too. Wasn't it? It was like now that, that was that was like nineties, but like it oh, was okay. so it was definitely more of a, a rehash. But like I know the Avalanche, they do the thing where they sing uh, all the small things like before the start of, the start of the third the period. Blink song, yeah, which has become kind of like a, a crowd okay. thing. But it's I think not. I asked you why they did that. Maybe they played it one time during a game. Love it, and like everybody just kept singing it after they took it off, and it just became a thing. Like yeah. you know, one of those organic things that just happens. Wrestling's embraced the whole singing the theme song when it goes off, especially with like Jericho. yeah, for sure. The Jericho thing got really big in AEW, and then you've seen it now, especially WWE. They do it now with Cody Rhodes' song as well. I, I've seen somebody do that only because a, a clip got on my timeline where it was like, they're going to boo Cody Rhodes at, 
at WWE when he comes out and then he did that whatever he does whoa like thing yeah, and they, everybody did it with him. That's the thing, which is a cool. Actually, the song is pretty cool. I played it on the show before. I like the theme song. Them letting him bring that theme song over was a big plus. Texas says now that Steve Mastiello has this college degree, he can accomplish his lifelong goal of being the head coach of South Florida. <laughs> That's where Mike Bray is. Is that? Did they make that official yet? I thought it was, wasn't it? I know. Yesterday they said that it was like a somebody reported it was a done deal, and then some like one of the other people came out and said, like, to my knowledge, there's Bra- been nothing official. Bray sobered up and was like, never mind. <laughs> no, it was like, yeah, the, the, all the 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 big J journalists were like, he's interviewed for the job, but no offer's been extended. Uh, and I just see now, like, one of the Tampa Bay Times writers says Wikipedia. Already list Mike Bray as USF men's coach. For what it's worth, I'm told no formal announcement is expected today. So it sounds like it's still a foregone conclusion. Well, Wikipedia also thinks that the Russia won the 1972 Olympics. Yeah, yeah, that you, that's happen. why you're banned. No, that's not the truth. Uh, the Providence hasn't already announced their replacement, have they? They have not. And I saw that Cal, you know, the, the, I mean, the program that we're better than, of course, the, the Cal Bears, they interviewed Amir uh, Abdul Rahim from Kennesaw State today, who. Yeah, it was such a good coach for them. Nearly beat Xavier in the first round of the tournament. But Providence, they've not. I, don't, I mean, they're still. Not like, to be confused with Sharif Abdul Correct. Okay. Amir. Who played at Cal, by the way. He did. Yeah. I don't know if it's some, some connection there. Probably. He was traded for Paul Gasol on draft day. But Providence, like I, all I've seen with the Providence job is just people still kind of listing candidates that they think will be interested. I mean, if I'm Mike Bray, I'm like, peace out, South Florida. I'll go to yeah, Providence. I'd rather have the Providence job. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's the Big East. Uh, let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll get to as many texts as we can. No hoops tonight, which will be an interesting way to end the show. I feel like it's the first time in forever that we haven't had what are we gonna watch games to bring. I don't know. I'm just going to sleep, I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only murders. Maybe I'll watch Ted Lasso. Because I, I, I haven't watched it either. I haven't watched it either. The new one comes out, I think, tomorrow. The second one comes out tomorrow, I think. Although I know one big plot point, because like, I followed Decider with one of those accounts on Twitter. Oh, yeah, your dude went and took the job at the other coach. Well, I, no, I mean, I knew that from the end of last season. But like, they reveal one of the big things that happens in the first episode. And like, they're one of their tweets. They're like, because like, they're at the actor. Well, I'm not going to say it, but they're like, He's just as disappointed about this as, as we are. And I was like, come on. That's why he got traded, I guess. As long as it's not, don't take away my Roy Keane. Nah, I'm not Kent. Kent. Roy Keane. Roy Keane. That's, that's Kent actually. Kelly Coleman. No, Roy Keane, Keane is actual player, right? Roy Keane is an actual player. Yeah, okay. I'm surprised you knew that. Give me credit, yeah. Second <laughs> so break, we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Thank you. I deserve a little. little there's a reason why we're getting the name wrong, but having it be an actual person. Getting ready for our soccer talk in the future. It's hey, summer, Summer's coming. Yeah. Soccer time. Keep it locked right here. More Rutherford Show next here on the Big X. Fifty and ninety six one the Big X. And two nights without basketball now. We got uh, 
We thankfully had the wins. No, we had basketball last night. As I said, two nights coming up tonight oh, and tomorrow before man. we get back to the Sweet 16 on Thursday with the men and the women back in action on Friday. We can uh, watch some wrestling then, I guess, huh? Is tonight wrestling? Well, we have NXT tonight. I probably won't watch much of it. Well, next Tuesday we got the OVW special. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I did watch. Actually, I did uh, flip on. I hadn't watched last week's OVW. I watched it when I got home last night. I had to do my the, the commercials that run on WBNA uh, yesterday. And, like, I didn't know. It's Monday. I had no idea what to say about the women's because, you know, I'm, I'm previewing the, the week on the show. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want to not mention the women if they're going to play in the Sweet 16, but I also don't want this to run the whole week where I'm like, and the cards taking on Texas Monday night. Like, it just would have no. So I think I had to be like, as we talk about the men's and women's action on and off the floor for the next week, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> uh, and, and now we've got you know that running on OVW on Thursday. and You can check it out. If you see that, just give me some grace because I didn't know what was going to happen. But it'll be fine. We're okay. But we're excited now. We have women's basketball to get excited about for the rest of the week. And we'll have the men's taking the floor again Thursday, but for the next two nights. I, we have World Baseball Classic, which has been – like I've seen the highlights. I, and I don't want to make the guy mad again who got very defensive about the WBC. But like the the call of the Japan walk-off win over Mexico last night was, was incredible. And I'm kind of excited about watching the Americans hopefully try to take this thing down. Uh, but that's really the only big sporting event going on between now and then. Is there NBA tonight? I'm sure, well, I'm sure there is, but I, I kind of – I watch the NBA before college starts, and then I'll watch it in the playoffs, and then this is kind of the the time where I'm just not paying attention to the NBA. I'm not paying attention everywhere in between. I know you are. Which, but you I did, know. I did, I did, I did have it. I guess on because uh, sometimes I'll leave it on like the the Van Pelt Sports Center is the only one I still watch on occasion. Sometimes um, all the rest just they're just I don't know. It's, everybody's trying to be having to do their one line liner stand up comedy act, and it just gets old. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I just the long point of the story, if there ever is one, was that I had it on and they showed the I saw the highlights of uh, Julius Randle dropping fifty six and then and at the, down three getting a technical because he was mad and costing his team any chance. No. But my deepest apology, props to the, the text line for correcting me, like all eight thousand of you. I like it. I love it. Is a Tim McGraw song, not John Michael Montgomery. You can you can help me out there. I would could have saved me. You just didn't. Just let me no flounder. Idea. Just throw me under a brick. But I think of Tim McGraw. I think of uh, he was uh, one of the uh, redneck voices uh, in King of the Hill. I didn't know that. It was like him, someone else, and then you know he does the voice of Lucky, who would marry Luann. I know. Okay. I think you know what I'm talking about, no, right? No, I mean, I, oh, you, I, know, I, you watch King of the Hill? I, I did, but like not in the, since like the '90s. Well, like later on, she ends up getting married to the one redneck. His name's Lucky, and yeah, I don't, I don't really remember much about. He's that, lucky so. because he slipped on some PP and won fifty three thousand. But he's voiced by the legendary Tom Petty. No, oh, very cool. There you go. So she's voiced by you know uh, what, what's her name that passed away? I forget now. Yeah. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. We got about ten minutes here for a text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas, can you talk about the new quality control hires and what exactly do they do? Oh, no. Chip Long and Dale Williams seem like home run hires for these positions. I don't want Trevor to talk about this. <laughs> well, if you don't, like— Don't don't even— don't, If you don't like do your it. soda cooling on ice— Stop. They got your back. Stop. <laughs> you got called out, and you're like, no, no, I don't agree. And this guy's like, I am a quality control guy. And you're like, I I, I don't believe that you, you do what you say you do. Well, I didn't. He, I think he took it too personal. I think I reported. Well, yeah, you you completely messed up his whole job description. I did not. Yes, you did. I said that they were like on the level of like the stand back guys, which is totally wrong. <laughs> I mean, did he? Man, act like I called him like glorified secretaries. <laughs> I know the only thing I can tell you about. I know Chip Long used to be the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. 
Okay. So getting him in in this That's capacity, pretty far. Down. Yeah, I mean, getting him in this capacity <laughs> seems like sort of a steal. I mean, he's got championship pedigree, so I, I feel good about that. But as far as I, I mean, I can't give you any. I'm just, I'm just choosing not to let Trevor talk about this. How depressed would you be if you went from Notre Dame OC to like the quality control guy at Louisville? New start, fresh start. <laughs> Texas says all U of L fans should get on YouTube and watch and listen to Walls, Van Lith, Robinson, and Cochran post game interview. Outstanding responses to the media landmines and great representation of the Ville. The whole presser yesterday was fantastic. Yeah, the Walls especially, I, I enjoyed as much as anything. Yeah. Like Walls was, I mean, we read some of the, the quotes. Talking about how he, if he hadn't been at Maryland, he would never be able to embrace uh, yeah. Angel the way he did. And everybody knows I, I, Angel McCautry's awesome. She's as awesome a person as you'll ever meet. She's the best. But yeah. like, he did, you know, there were some local reporters that were trying to kind of throw some landmine questions out there. And Walls was, I, I mean, I just love the. The big guy. The, the condescending big guy throwing it back at him. Uh, that was wonderful. Texas well, this was a little raspy yesterday last night, too. Texas Marcus Smith didn't get on campus until the fall. Went to the first practice where he was running with the quarterbacks. And by the time the U.K. game rolled around, he was already starting at linebacker. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the, the open practice that summer when I went out there, like, he was throwing into a net. And I was like, this guy, this, this like guy's not a quarterback. This yeah. guy's not a quarterback. It's, just, it's not going to work here. This is not going to happen. Texter just sent in a picture of, I just went to McDonald's, and it's a lot of diarrhea over a toilet. Thank you for that. I well, appreciate, appreciate that. that. Texas says. Really tell us which one it is so we can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Texas, the biggest surprise in show history will be the day Mike shows up not sick. Yeah, no kidding. Trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating the day. Texas, is Mike throwing out It's a Wonderful Life references? I was. Well did, did you do it on Wonderful Life, or did I miss that one? Uh, it was the, I think I got myself a date. It's, oh, I did miss that. Okay, it's, it's I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Texas I watched the, it for the first time this year, remember? You did. I know. I, I loved it. I was proud of you. Loved it. Great movie. Texas says to Trevor, FDT by Nipsey Hussle. I don't know what what's a Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle was a rapper who was shot a couple years ago. I don't know what FTT stands for. I'm not familiar. I know I know I know I know I came across a strain called Nipsey Hussle one time. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Texture says he keeps trying to get you on this. The problem with all the people you guys just named is only one of them actually committed a crime, though. This is the guy who wants you to talk about Trump. Well, I mean, why? I, don't I, know. I mean, it's, yeah, we don't move on. Do I? Did I vote for him? No, but I didn't vote for anybody else, really. So I'm gonna take it for this. I don't. I don't hate Trump. I mean, it's... okay, we we'll move on. Yeah. Texas also. This is newsworthy. Mike, uh, the Chip Long, Jeff Brom. Among the new hires, yeah, I mean, we, we, it's very newsworthy to get a guy who was the offensive coordinator at Notre yeah. Dame on, on staff. It's for sure newsworthy. I just don't want Trevor talking about what he's going to do. I did. <laughs> would, would you rather we talk about that or Trump? <laughs> oh, God. Probably that, honestly. <laughs> uh, Scooter Dingus said, I'm proud to say I'm still rocking my iPhone 6 from 2015. Good Lord. <laughs> Lord, Scoot. <laughs> You just won $500. Get a new freaking phone. <laughs> you won the lottery and you took 500 bucks off Trevor. And you still got an iPhone 6? Just rock, get, get a new one. At least get into double digits. I mean, good Lord, man. <laughs> oh, man. Texas, that's actually Tim McGraw, and he did a special recording just for them. Oh, wow. Are they, do they still play it, I guess? Because, I mean, like I said, I haven't been to a game there since I think. It would make sense. I mean, I know I went on New Year's Day 2003 because I was one of the most hungover. I agreed to go with my brother. The Avalanche were playing there, and we had a big New Year's Eve party at my buddy's house the night before. And I slept in a closet, and I woke up and I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to go drive to Nashville for a hockey game." <laughs> and I felt so bad. 
And then I think I went I went to a game in college with some friends too, like a couple years later. So it's been a while, but I do remember the the Timber Girl. So I have there's a petty reason why I've not I don't like the Predators. What's that? Because when I went to Western in 04, I didn't get cable until the, the my first day of cable was the Blackout game versus West Virginia. Okay. That was the finally the point where I drew the line. I was like, you know what? I want to watch this game. You got cable in 05. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I mean, you're working two jobs to pay the rent and pay college. Cable was a necessity I couldn't yeah. afford. I'm eating, I'm eating scraps at work for for food. So, but uh, so I didn't. Yeah. So a lot. But I listen to the radio more often than not, and they had one ESPN channel in Bowling Green from Nashville, and it just drove me nuts because I'd have, I'd be a night off and I'd want to listen to you know ESPN radio while I play video games. The damn Predators game is on. No. Like I don't want to listen to Predators play by play. It used to make me so mad. I turned radio on like. Now, Predators hockey. I'm like, crap. Go off to Hollywood to run a movie. Yeah, some people felt that way about like the Braves back in the day ruining TBS or the, the Cubs. Yeah. said to this day, I, the reason I don't like the Braves is they would always interrupt WCW Saturday night. Mm. It used to piss me off. I didn't mind when the Hawks did it because I liked watching Dominique play. But when the Braves would do it, I'm like, I don't want to watch Dale Murphy strike out four times. I want to see Ric Flair chop somebody. Texas says, riddle me this. Why does Trevor spell out the tournament name NIT, but he sounds out the word NIL and says it nil? It drives me nuts. Do I? You do always say nil instead of just saying NIL. Okay, but do I say out? Do I spell out NIT? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I you don't I call do. it the nit. I guess you're right. <laughs> I didn't realize I text her. I'll be hands up. I didn't realize I did that. That's fine. Should I correct it? I mean, I think you know some acronyms people spell out. Some acronyms people just say the letters. I don't think that's abnormal. Where is the line? I feel like most people say it? nil, and don't. I don't. I don't really hear many people say nil. I guess it's because when I when I'm listening to it on TV though, I hear people say do nil, you nil, 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 Maybe right. I'm yeah. just not paying attention. I always just say nil. But I never realized I was doing that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. That's that's gonna stand out to me now. No, it's not. You're gonna forget don't it forget by two five, hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> two hours. I'm, You're done. I'd be lucky if we get to the bit of the show. <laughs> Texas, <laughs> what were we talking about again? <laughs> Texas says Trump wanted. No, we're not doing it. We're, not, we're moving on. We've got three minutes left. He hasn't been left. in office in three years, people. We've got three minutes left. Texas, how many? I, I agree with your text, by the way. Texas, how many bath towels have you used in the last week? I, the day that I came home, the night that I came home after the bath towel, I switched right away. I was like, you know what? I, I've been, I've been, pro- sometimes bullying's good. I've been bullied in the right direction. I'm going back to my old bath towel method. Back to once every two or three times? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go more. I mean, than a anything, week. you can go once a week. Yeah, I, I said I'm after yeah. a week, which probably I need to probably change tonight. Texas tiebreaker: How does TK say nine inch nails? <laughs> nine inch. Nian, Nian. Uh, I say nine. I do say nine inch nails. Yeah, I just remember. So I didn't. Like, Trent I, Reznor. I, I didn't listen to like that music. I guess I wasn't aware, like. But I remember kids like in fifth, sixth grade would start writing like nin on their hands, like the, the skater kids. And I was, I was like, what the hell is nin? I was like, what is this? What does this stand for? And then I was like, oh, I realized it was. Nine Inch Nails a little bit later. Oh, I was on all Nine Inch Nails when I heard the song Closer. I just was not into it. Look it up. You'll know what I'm talking about. Texas says, did you spend your Friday night watching your favorite sports media personality, Dan Dockage, on Tucker Carlson tonight? Is Dockage <laughs> going on Carlson? I see him on out. I see him on out. No. No. <laughs> no. Dockage. Tucker. I don't know who to be more embarrassed for. I, I see him on on Outkick. I see the the, the blonde. It's a girl, perfect marriage. The blonde girl from uh, Fox News on there sometimes, and I'm like, Travis, you make it harder and harder for me to defend you sometimes, dude. Just like, call him Travis. Yeah, <laughs> we're cool like that. Like, oh, Clay Travis. Yeah, 
Clayton, I like I've tried I've tried to defend you to some people because sometimes I he doesn't I don't hate everything he says. He's, just, he's playing a character, which is he, and he is. Crazy. He's 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 doing what everyone in, in media does today. Hell, he's doing what the presidents do to get elected, is to play to placate to a certain group and, and stick to it. But yeah, it's just like when I see Dockage and that. Uh, that why is the text line trying to do this today? Why, like, why are you guys? They're they're bored. The season's been over for too long, and the text line just they're throwing out fish into the water. They want to make us just. You know, well, they're tired of hearing my Kenny Payne rants. They're, 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 they want they want more Brian Brown days again. They're like, let's bring up Trump. Let's see if we can get him in a Brian Brown. Dockage is going on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, <laughs> he'll fall for the truth. There's no way he can resist this one. You're right. I did. <laughs> Why is Dockish going on Tucker Carlson? <laughs> That's a good question. What could they possibly have to talk about? Is that his tournament expert? Maybe it is. That sounds about right. That's that's ridiculous. Now I'm mad. I've got family fun night at my daughter's school. I'm going right there to the, from from here. What's family fun night detail? I don't know. I think pizza and cookies and maybe some And with your mom working there, it is family fun night. It is. Virginia refuses to eat pizza. She's like the only kid alive that doesn't like pizza. Why does she not like pizza? I don't, she won't try new foods. She, she, she'll eat hot dogs with ketchup, right? Well, Mary's like, do you want, will you eat pizza? And she was like, I'm going to eat cookies. I was like, well, well that's, that's not, I mean, no, we got to eat some. I mean, I get like not wanting toppings, like being in that cheese pizza mode a little bit, but. She just is not eating these days. Our kids just stopped eating out of nowhere. Stop. It's terrible. Not mine. He's. Still putting on weight. No, right? he's not. He's, he won't eat anything. He just he stopped eating. He wants like he wants little bars, and that's it. Like the little like Nutri-Grain bars. That's all he'll eat. And cookies. I mean, what what, what are y'all cooking for my kids over there? We're trying. He ate a little bit of pasta last night. That was all we, we could do. But I mean, maybe just... can we get some McDonald's in these people's stomachs? I mean, what what, what what I mean, come on. Yeah, we tr- we've tried that. We tried everything. They just, they, they don't <laughs> want to eat. They don't want to eat. All right, that's it. We're done. We don't have anything to preview tonight. There's no. I mean. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what's on NXT, but I wanted to try to brag about it. When's the WBC's out, WBC championship? Is it tomorrow? Is it even boxing? No, the World Baseball Classic. Oh, you see WBC. I'm, my mind went right to boxing for some reason. Well, USA versus Japan is going to happen. I think it's tomorrow. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's in Japan, though, right? No, no, it's here. They had to come over here for this. We, we're, oh, the, we're the hosts. Um, well, I mean, if it, this thing's been hosted over here, then why does they keep coming on? Like, it's tonight. It's tonight. Team why do they keep coming on so late? Then? There you go. We have something to watch tonight. 7 p.m. from uh, for, uh, Trout versus Otani. That'll be fine. There you go. Now I've got sports Teammates to go head to head. Which is the big, like this whole tournament's been the biggest, just the, the Angels could not look worse because those two guys are just dominating and the Angels, the Angels can't Angels win more than, than the 80 games. All right. Go USA. Beat they Japan. love to read Detmer. That's what they need. Have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3. Never gonna get it, 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 never gonna get it. Come on, never gonna get it, 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 never get it.